joke right there. I'm so serious. Why so serious? Little joke. Just let her know when you wanna be serious. Cause when you wanna be serious, I'ma play around. And when you wanna play around, I'ma be serious. And if we wanna play around and be serious at the same time, I'm just gonna walk off and be serious and playing around while I'm being serious. Because I'm just playing around. Cause I'm never serious. Why you been feeling good? What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Busy Balboa. Welcome to the Get to Know Me podcast. Roll it up, twist it up, and light it, because it's about to go down. What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Busy Balboa. Welcome to the Get to Know Me podcast. I am so happy to have you today, October 10th. We have a wonderful show lined up for you today, a bunch of great episodes going on. So hopefully you're able to tune into all of the episodes. And uh, if you can't do it today, you have a week to do so until I release the next couple of episodes. So welcome, welcome to the show. Go ahead and roll it, twist it, light it, grab your, grab your coffee or your tea. Hopefully you've already staged the building, meditated and prayed because you never know what's going to be said on the podcast. Now, hopefully, you know, you don't take offense to anything because baby, this is just us being us. You know, we're not saying that we know it all or anything like that. We just being us. We just talking for us. Okay. Okay. Very good. Um, great show lined up. This is the sixth group. So October 10th, this is group six. I have episodes uh, 17 through 20 lined up for you today. And this right here is episode 18 with D Cobb. Now D Cobb is a friend of someone who I had on a previous show, Nikki T. And he's in LA doing some amazing things originally from New York and He's had an amazing life story. We ended up chatting for about three hours total. This podcast is two hours of it. We hung up off here and then talked on the phone for another hour, child. We was all into it, okay? Um, he is amazing, just a sweet soul. We both are Tauruses. We got a lot of things in common. And he also opened my eyes to like, you know, the lifestyle in New York and what it was like for them to grow up in New York and how there's an abundance of opportunity in these other areas versus, you know, me growing up in the South is not that much opportunity. So it just opened my eyes to so many different things, you know? And um, yeah, I'm dope. I'm I'm down with it. Like I think DCOB is just a special talent. Um, rare form, something that, I mean, the world is not ready for what DeCobb is about to bring. Um, intense heat, um, just uniqueness, one of a kind, you know, like this isn't something that you see every day. It's, and I, and he has the talent, the skill set, the grind, like, oh my God, he's going to go far as long as we support him. Like it starts with, you know, Things like this, this is how you get your foundation. So thank you guys for tuning in and supporting all of these artists that I have on this show. You don't realize how much it means to us to actually have these type of platforms to explain ourselves, to go in detail with our art, things like that. Like, that's great. And then we actually have people that are in tune and 
interested in it. Like I'm blessed to have all of you guys listening to this podcast and to have all of your support. So I just wanted to put that out there. I don't want to take up too much more of the time because this is a great interview that I want y'all to get into. And like I said, you got a week to listen to all of these interviews before I drop even more. So, you know, show love to all of these artists. The whole point of this show is to actually network. Don't just pretend. Don't just like it on Instagram. Go and follow these artists. Check out their websites. Go to their links. Buy merch. This is what the whole point of the show is for, to create a family of networking ass motherfuckers. Um, We're different. We're not the same. We don't have to be like the rest of the world and act like we're too big to be helping each other out and giving each other advice and tips and working with each other. We don't have to be like the rest of these people out here. Everybody can eat. You know what I'm saying? It's a new world, new world order, nigga. (laughs) But yeah, man. I'm, I'm talking too much already. We're going to go ahead and get into the interview with D-Cobb. D-Cobb, I just want to say thank you. I love you. I had a great time talking to you. And uh, we're going to get right up into it. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Derek Cobb. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm doing so well. How are you this morning? I'm doing awesome. Thank you for asking and thank you for joining <laughs> me too. Thank you for having me. Oh, I, I'm happy to have you. I was so happy <laughs> he uh, recommended you know you. I was like, great. You know, I've been looking for more artists to, I mean, connect with, network with, and what better way to, to start with, you know, an artist that I know, one of her, you know, friends. So right. I'm very happy to have you. And I well, love you know, music. You know, thank you so much. Young Doug said something to me. Um, not to me, but in the, I'm like, to me, like, he said this to me directly. He was, like, doing, this is, like, a couple years ago. He was, like, doing, like, a YouTube interview at, like, YouTube Space New York. And um, he's, like, you know, the, what makes you a great artist is when you have knowledge and you learn things and you have, you know, successes. The great what makes you a greater artist is to be able to take what you learn and pay it forward. So give that Amen. information to other people. Don't be afraid to show people things or give them information on things. You know, like that makes you a better mm-hmm. artist, supporting mm-hmm. other artists, being there that for really other does. artists. So yeah, that's, that's, that's so true. Stuff like that and is very exactly, important to me. That's exactly why I do this because, like you know, I'm an artist as well, but. I have always got a kick out of, you know, doing things like this, getting people together, um, mixing different people together, just all kind of stuff like that. That's all me. That's what I love to do. Oh, that's really sweet. And you're from San Diego? I'm originally from Georgia. I've been out here six years, so it's been a while. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah, it's been that's a long time. That's a, that's yeah, a it's been a while. Time, yeah. <laughs> so, how, how are you liking it? Aren't you in LA? I'm in LA, yes. Do I love it? You know what? I'm going to say this. I, I think LA is a wonderful city. Personally, I'm not in love with it, but that's only because growing up as a native New Yorker, it's just, it's a different type of energy. You know, you, um, like New York, I think like kids in New York, we grow up a lot faster and mm-hmm. we're exposed to a lot more because of the nature of the city, right? It's a very fast paced city. You know, you're only mm-hmm. a subway. Like, yes, we lived in a hood. No, get it twisted. Like my family was not packing money. You know, my mm-hmm. mom was 
in nursing school. My dad was a DJ, like things like that. You know, my uncle was like starting his construction business. You know, my family was just kind of really developing itself. And wow. But the great thing about being a city kid is that you can literally take the train to Times Square, to Lincoln Center. You can go to a performance. You don't really need your parents to do that. Right. Especially when you get to a certain age. So by the time you're 11, 12, and 13, you're flying all over the city because it costs a dollar to do so. Mm. And, and, you're, and you're getting exposed to so much. And on top of that, I um, was enrolled into a performing arts middle school and high school. So that always did that just kind of ante it up because our curriculum was to be performers. That was in our curriculum, you know? Wow. Yeah. That is very interesting because <laughs> I never knew what life was like growing up in New York and you just summed it up for me. Yeah. I mean, the great thing, the thing about New York that I really love is that with the public school system, so when you're in middle school and you're making your transition to high school, they, they send this book to your house, right? And this book, is, it looks like the yellow pages. Think about like a mm -hmm. yellow pages, right? But it's a list of all the schools in the city. And if you can prove to the Department of Education that your commute is going to be an hour or less, you can go to any school you want to. They don't zone you based oh on... Oh, my God. Right, based on your neighborhood. You're allowed to go to any school that you want to go to. So I think what? that... Yeah. So, you know, um, like for them, me and my cousin, my cousin Shamika and my sisters, we wanted, we were dancers. So we wanted to perform mm -hmm. arts. You know, of course, you have to audition and... Your grades have to be right. You know what I mean? You can't just roll up in the yeah. car and be like, oh, hey. Like, <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> right. You know, granted, like, your, your, the grades have to be on point, of course. You're going to perform an arts program. You have to audition. That's standard. And, and not really be the best. It's just about audition. They just want to see what you can do. Like, where do we start? How do we develop this thing that you have or this passion that you have? Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, you can prove that you can get to your school within an hour or less. They allow you to go, so we chose to go to a performing arts high school. And then, wow. you know, yeah. So that's kind of like the only thing. So when I'm out here, and then you like meet all these kids, and you mm -hmm. like meet people, like they don't. It's like what's so familiar to me is so foreign to people. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely can agree with some of that. Ladies and gentlemen, I got D Cobb on the line. Hey y'all. Straight up. Welcome to the Get to Know Me podcast. Thank I'm so glad to have me. you. Man, you we jumped me. in. We jumped right in. But you I'm glad in. we did because my first question is always, where are you from? And you already did it. So you, it's like you've been here before. It's like you've been here before. I'm from Brooklyn, born and raised. You know, it's fun fact, though, about that. So when Biggie died, like, we got a week off of school. Like, uh -huh. like Brooklyn, like, shut down. It was like, a, I remember, like, my parents being really sad about it. Like, wow. Yeah, right? And, Brooklyn got shut down. Right. And also, too, I remember Nicki Minaj and even Cardi B when they were like, you know, for Nicki Minaj, when she was like in the mixtape world, like we would go, we would like skip school to go to 106 and Park and TRL to like hear these rappers battle and freestyle and like, like we would what? like, we would go, like it was, that was very, that was very, that was teenage culture in New York. That was very normal. See, that is the things that we used to sit and rush home to do. Y'all actually there. Yeah, we, we're there. Right. And the thing was, like I said before, my school was in Manhattan. So it was about maybe a 45 minute ride. I lived in Brooklyn. So wow. I'm going, mommy, don't kill me. But right. 
<laughs> I didn't always go straight to school, <laughs> you know? Or uh -huh. like, I didn't always go straight home. I'm like, you know how much stuff you could get into? Are we allowed to curse yeah. on the podcast, man? Oh, yes, you are totally allowed. Like, you know how much shit we was getting into when you were 13, <laughs> 14, 15, like between that time? Like, girl. Yeah, I can only <laughs> imagine if we would have had that type of access because that's one thing that my friend, she grew up in Miami, she would always say to me growing up um, in Southern Georgia where it's no public access to any transportation. Right. So if you don't have a car, you just out there in the in the woods somewhere, you calling somebody. Right. Uh, it's really, they barely really have Uber down there. So for me, I always, as a kid, the best thing that happened to me, my dad flew me to Germany at mm. 14. And that was the best thing that happened to me because at that moment, I knew that there was another world outside yes. of the country atmosphere yes. that I was growing up in. And yes. I knew I needed it. I needed to be a part of it. Yes. So I always kind of wanted to live in California or some major city. Right, right, right. And yes. it's just a coincidence, really, how <laughs> I ended up here. It's amazing. Well, not really a coincidence. It just was uh, going to happen. It was a part of my journey. Yeah. A lot of things, a lot of things are destiny. But I, I do say, I think that it's something beautiful about and I, I I tell you know as you know as we get older and like our generation of starting to become young parents and you see them having kids I'm like you have to please make sure that you show your world your kids mm -hmm. that the world isn't just for rich folks because that's an impression mm -hmm. for a very long time right I, you know you sit down I remember watching TRL and you know mm -hmm. TV and like, at the time when you're a kid it seems so far removed from you <laughs> you know yes, like it does. being on stage and being at a photo, it just seems such like a different world. And then once you get exposed to that, it's like, oh shit, this is very, this is obtained. Like I can actually, if I put in some effort and really like, I can have this. I could do this. Like that, <laughs> right. And when I went to my, my high school, that was such a defining moment for me because now for like the first time in my life, I was around a bunch of kids that was into the, oh, I thought I was weird as fuck. You know, mm. like I would be, you know, in the living room with my aunt and doing Janet Jackson choreography with her and mimicking, you know, Michael Jackson and B2K and we'd be having like these talent shows in my, <laughs> oh my grandma's living room. And I just thought uh -huh. I, was, I thought that was a weird fuck. I, I thought that was weird because no one else was doing that in my family or in my neighborhood. You know, so when I went mm -hmm. to the, when I went to my performing arts high school, I was like, they were to see all these other kids. They were black, white, Asian, gay, straight trans whatever like we all were in the space because we were creative that's and, what is needed and that's when i was like okay we're on to something the thing mm -hmm. that really opened me up to actually being physically in show business was when i was in the ninth grade this dancer this dance major at our school her name was danielle polanco i'll never forget and she was a, she, a hood girl from the bronx she what was, she was in the Amari, she's the lead girl in Amarion's type video. Okay. Right? And then uh -huh. I remember like coming, her coming. She I remember she was gone for like a couple weeks. She came back and I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it was a big it was a big deal deal at our school. Right. Yeah, I went to LaGuardia Performer Arts High School, by the way. Just so people know oh, what I'm okay. talking about. So like people like okay. Jessica Parker, Andy Cohen, Jennifer Anderson, Nicki Minaj, like they graduated from our school. Uh, so from that a, school. Yes, it's already like a prestigious thing. So by the time you know you're in ninth grade and you're eighth or ninth grade, your peers or your your elders or your upperclassmen, they're you know juniors and seniors, they're already booking jobs and commercials mm. and 
I remember one of my classmates was nominated for a Tony and he was 14 years old. Sheesh. Right. And I'm like, you know, so that kind of, it, it makes you get on it a little quick. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, you like, like, I can only imagine growing up in that type of atmosphere, right, you know, especially with the passion in, you know, burning inside of you. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, Danielle was like, D, you got to start taking, like, y'all, y'all, I know y'all young, but y'all got to start taking it seriously. Like, she, mm-hmm. she would always tell us that. We'd be like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then it was like, okay, like, bitch, let's do this. Like, you know, because now, you know, when you get to your senior year, you know, you have talent scouts. They're walking through the building. They're coming to the talent shows. They're coming to the plays. They're coming to the dance recitals. You know, casting agent, directors, like, artists. They're, like, they're coming. They're, they're scouting talent. Like, literally, wow. like, at such a young age. The only mm. downside to it is I don't think that the staff members and the teachers really understood but a lot of times they would kind of not pin us against each other but compare you to each other. And that oh, and, yeah. and it affects the way you feel about yourself. Right, it truly does. Because I remember... And it just creates a bad atmosphere. It does because then one, it starts to become very competitive. Like you learn that early. Like, listen, this is your friend, but they also gonna take your job. And they put that in you when you're in the ninth grade, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, this is your friend. Yeah, y'all cool. But at the audition, remember, he wants the same job that you want. As you. <laughs> huh. <laughs> at the end of the day. Right. That might be a little good to know, though. I ain't gonna right, lie. Right, right, right. But then also, too, it's the, oh, well, such and such book this. Why aren't you booking work? Or such and such. Oh, and, no. and, and, and it, start, it really, you know, so you, 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 it starts to weigh on you. You know, a lot. Yeah, it's pressure. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. You know, on top of us, we still have to follow the curriculum. We still have to do chemistry and physics and math and English and like we we still have to do all that. And then extendedly after that, we have to be in rehearsals in our core classes. You're training. You're a singer. You're in vocal coaching. You're in this. If you're dancing, you're in your recital hall. You're in there. Like it's all that stuff. Wow. On top of studying academically. And you have to high maintain, expectations. Yeah, you have to maintain and be average, or you will get kicked out of the school. Oh my! So it, at the same time, it was very tough, very, very tough, very tough. So that's that's what a vibe I get from you is that like you are not the type of person where uh, challenges and things like that affect you. If anything, that probably fires you up. Kinda, but that's just what I'm getting. Yeah, it kind of, it's so crazy that you say that because it actually kind of does. I'm a person where I kind of, I like being told no or I can't. That, that, that ignites the, the, the flame. In <laughs> I, I love that. But I will say for most artists though, it, it's, it's a good, like I said, it's always, you're creative, you know, it's always that double-edged sword or like that fine line between like genius and insanity, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. because at the same time, you know, we hold on to our pain because we know it, 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 like, it ignites, it brings out that phoenix mm-hmm. in you. You know, yeah, so, oh, yes. so, so sometimes it's not good because you hold on to it so much because mm-hmm. you know subconsciously it makes you more creative. And I think yeah. that, you know, a lot of artists have a moment where like they get depressed, you know, they get into a situation and they thought, oh my, they, they close off. And then, you know, that's when, okay, now I got to get on my shit. Cause I do it all the time. Oh my God, I'm depressed. Let me, accomplish it let me do something let me get this to like and you start you know so you have to really really find that balance and you know being ignited and motivated versus you know constantly using the sadness to bring out that to create, uh-huh 
I definitely can agree with that because I think that I used to do that a lot and probably still do sometimes because, you know, that pain, that area, I've even been told that by one of my friends. She was like, this is going to sound weird to say, but whenever people break your heart, the music is always amazing. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. And I think that artists kind of have the same where we kind of feel like, okay, so I'm blessed in one area of my life then maybe I don't deserve blessings in other areas, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm creative. I get to work and, and make a living being creative. So, you know, I, maybe I don't deserve a husband or a wife or children in the family. Like, you know, I, and I... Yeah, yeah I was watch, true. I was watching the Mariah Carey interview yesterday that she did with Oprah. And mm-hmm. she was like, you know, I, I never thought I deserved to be happy because I was so successful. So I thought mm-hmm. I, that was just mm-hmm. what it was. I, I was, I was, she said, I thought I was supposed to be depressed and miserable because, you know, I'm this person and everybody yeah. wants to be that person. Wow. Know? Right. So, and a lot of us carry that. that yeah. we, a lot of us carry that. I've seen it in a lot of my peers, you know, and I've heard it, you know, some people will say, well, you know, I can't, I'm too busy for all that or something like that. Right. As if they can't have both, but I feel like, you know, if you want it, you can you can have it. If you, can. you certainly put the effort in it. You can, but I also think too, it's the guilt that you feel because I feel like when you're a talented yes. person, you know everybody wants to be that in some way, shape, or form. And true. For me at least, I'm almost like, well, you know, maybe I'm asking God for a little too much. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right. maybe I'm just over asking, like, oh my God, I want to be successful. <laughs> I want kids. I want maybe kids. I'm I doing too money. much. Right. Like you kind of like you kind of pull back for a second and it was like, oh shit, like, you know, maybe huh, like, uh, it's a lot. But then at the same time, you know, it, 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 artists have to really focus on like finding that, like the balance of it all. I yes. think. And I think that going to, just to get back to the question at hand, going to my school, like you, you, mm-hmm. you learn that early. Like they, you, this is, those are the things that you learn early. And by the time you are 18, 19, 21, 22, and you're in the world trying to do your thing, you kind of get a good sense of that. Like, yeah. like, you know that. You can, you get a good sense of that. And, like, now that you're in L.A., what are some of the differences that you're noticing? Like, what are what are the things you like and some of the things that's challenging? <sighs> What's challenging? Or maybe not challenging. Maybe, you know, just things that is different. I think the difference in, like, with L.A. compared to working in New York is the pace of it. I think people in L.A. are very... They're very you know, focus on the task of the of the day, right? So if someone has like a recording session, the focus mm-hmm. is I will spend my entire day getting ready, doing the recording session, and then like, and that's the only thing. In New York, you know, we have this culture where if you're not doing 10 things in a the day, then you're not successful. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I right? got you. So for me, it's like the pace here is a little slower than what I'm used to because I'm like, okay, great. I can go to work, work my full-time job. Boom, I get up work mm-hmm. at three o'clock. Damn, then I'm in the studio from three to six. Boom, and then I got rehearsal with my dancers from seven to 10. Boom, and I could, like, and it's like, and you just, and it's easy for you to do that. You can go record in Brooklyn, head back to Manhattan to dance rehearsal, get home, take a nap, then come back down to the city and do the show. Like, it's that thing where here, like, you have to really schedule and spend your day doing the thing that you need to do. Right. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. So for <laughs> me, that is that is a thing that I've noticed. Everything is about that one event today. Yeah. So for me, that's kind of it, for personally, it slows me down. 
a lot, just, mm. but that's just only based on like the culture that I come from, from living right, in New York. That's course. only based on that. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it's not, you go to New York, I'm telling you, you will see dancers working three jobs, two gigs, and, and doing all in one day. Mm. You know, like you, you see that I was, <laughs> I mean, there was a time where I was, I got my first modeling contract in 2013. I was working Ooh. at Starbucks, interning at Ma Jacobs, going to test shoots, started working on my very first single, and I was in Alvinelli Dance Company at the same time. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and that was 2013. Right, but that was, but for us as city kids, that's very, that's normal. That's very, that's not, uh, that's not Yeah, that's odd. everyday life. That's very yeah. normal. It's so normal. You know what? And that really, you just brought in my eyes to how many levels of life there there are. Because when I moved here in, you know, L.A., San Diego, wherever, when I started traveling around California, I'm like, these people live their lives on a way faster scale than the people back home. Really? And then, you're from the yeah, South. And really? Then, and I'm from South Georgia. And then now you're hitting me with, this is slow as fuck. And I'm like, really? This is so interesting. Because I'm loving this. <laughs> it's just firing me up. Because it's like, you you really ain't working hard enough, girl. Get it. <laughs> no, but I will say this though. I, I think that the cool thing about living on the West Coast, like LA or San Diego, mm-hmm. is kind of, I, I will say I think that people people really they really appreciate art and talent. They really do. Yeah, for sure. People for really sure. appreciate it. They admire it. They respect it. You know, when you when you're in LA and you say, I'm an artist, I'm a singer, I'm a dancer, I'm an actress, like people take it seriously. They don't doubt you at all. And I think it's because yes. they know firsthand that. You're only an audition away or TikTok from away being from being yes. like, you know, like they know that because that's their culture, right? New York is like, mm-hmm. bitch, prove it. No, still not enough. Do more. No, no, you gotta right. do more. No, 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 no. Okay. You gotta do more. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, uh, no, no, prove it. Okay, more. I do get that. Right, like you go, like you go to open mics here or performances mm-hmm. here. It's a lot of conglomerate, like support. You know, my first show here. You know, all these guys. I mean, these are, and I'm like the only, it was me and this other, and Nikki, that's, this is where me and Nikki first really like started like talking, but we were the only, she, okay. she was, we were the only like pop singers and there's like all these rappers on the bill, right? And we're like, we're mm-hmm. backstage like, I'm, I was, I remember saying to one of the rappers, I'm like, I'm so fucking jealous of you. He was like, why? <laughs> yeah. He was like, your set is so good. I'm like, bro, but you're here on stage with your friends and like, you just, you, y'all rap, y'all, like, y'all really vibing. I got to sing this song, hit the proper notes. Do the dance. Mm. Make sure my outfit is intact. Make sure, like you know, like all the I got. It's so much more preparation. We just kind of had that conversation. Uh huh. But like at that moment, they all just started to come around me to really, like you got, like to really just kind of pump me up. Yes. And, you know, and, and I and I appreciate that. I think that's the thing I will say I like about here. You go to a show in New York on open mic. I think that once again, because a lot of the the. the the kids, the artists come from perform like people in New York. New York is New York is a hard crowd to impress. Let me say okay. that it's a very okay. difficult crowd because remember everyone kind of does that already, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Right, where here what you do is so rare, you know. And yeah. Like, oh my gosh, like you do this and you do that, and a place like New York, like I said, you go to now. My school has almost maybe eight thousand kids. Oh you times that by every couple years, you know. Right. Like and everybody's are, people right. It's like, oh shit, you go to you know, I remember like after high school, in college, after college, I'm going to auditions, I'm just like, 
fuck is you doing here? I thought I wasn't going to see you after we graduated high school, but you're here. Yeah. You're here. Every audition, every like, Why are you here? here. <laughs> you're always here. I definitely, I got to agree with you a million on that because that's something that I always tell my people back home in Georgia. I always tell them the people out here, when it comes to the art, I've never, like, I've performed in front of all of these people before, but never like this, where they're like glued to me. Yeah. Like, they want to know who I am. They're following me. As soon as I get off the stage, they're asking me, what's your Instagram? What's your Instagram? I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, this is different. <laughs> it's very different, right? But like I said before, I, I, think, love that, it. I think that they know. They, they, they know. They, they, now, the natives out here, they see it. They know. Listen, bro, sweetie was a girl in California chilling. You know, yeah. like, they, so they, they know, like, bro, like, it could be anybody in this room tomorrow we wake up and they got a number one bill, like, you know, and people, and I feel like in LA, people want to be attached to that. They want to say, yeah. yo, I saw this person first. I saw this person. Yes, they, that's all happening. they want. Yeah. That's all they want. They want to <laughs> be able to say, you know what? I was at his first show whenever yeah. he was doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been following him. Actually, here's his CD. He signed it. Like, right. that's what they want. Right. Look at like I, I decided to do hard copy CDs and I signed some and people were, I had more people buying them here than my hometown. Yeah. People were going crazy. Yeah. And I was know. like, I just did it just to have like, a, you know, I've always wanted to have a CD with my name and stuff on it. Right. So that's why I did it. Even it wasn't when, about you playing the CD. When you look at artists like, you know, Nipsey Hussle, you know, may God bless his soul and still bless his family. Right. Um, right. How people were so attached to him, you know, mm -hmm. from here. You know, so he's from, they, they, they feel they, they oh, I've seen him and, you know, he would go to the Grammys and then come to the hood and do a show. So, like, it, it, it's like people, like, they like to be a part of that ride. I yes. And I, and I think that, unfortunately, you know, just from based on what I know with some mm -hmm. of the southern states, is that a lot of the, 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 the issues are very different growing up. And I have yes. friends who grew up in the South. And they, you know, my friend Dewan, my friend Genesis, they grew up in Mississippi. You know, it's like okay. much as like, oh, yeah, you know, because I'm a city kid. I'm like, oh, yeah, we did this and we did that. But they were running from fucking KKK rallies. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, like it's, literally, it's like, like a, it's a different way of growing up, you know? So it's like, yeah. like damn, like you Southern kids have a different set of worries. We have a concern. whole different set of worries, <laughs> and people don't understand that. Like, I I was writing my whole life, but until I, it wasn't until I went off to college in Atlanta where I got to actually explore what it was like. I remember I went to the studio for the first time and recorded a song, and I had been doing music my whole life. Here right. I am, 18, finally recording a song. I sent it to my mom. My family thought I was, oh my God. They thought I had blew up. And I was like, honey, I just recorded a song. <laughs> they thought the they was like, Casey is out there doing it. She's about to blow. But it's because we don't get to do anything. Right. Growing right, up in right, those right. southern places, like you are just working and trying to stay out of the trouble. Yeah, <laughs> That's it. right, right, right. You know, and, it's like, and, and being a kid in New York is very different because I remember being seven, eight years old, and, like, my aunt taking me to New York Fashion Week. Oh, my you God. You know, like, and I'm sitting at a fat, like, and I'm I'm a kid, you know, and like, that, yes. but for city kids, that's, that's just very normal, you know, like, mm -hmm. even with fucking Orange Face in office, you know, back then, he would invite classes to Trump Tower and, like, show them how he filmed The Apprentice, and that's, but in New York, that's, a, that's very normal. 
Mm. Don't get me wrong. That is so crazy. Don't get me wrong. New York has. I grew up in Best Side, Brooklyn, girl. It's the hood. Ooh, you, you know? in Best Side. Right, Best Side, do or die. So I, was I Ooh. fighting every day? Yes. Was I yeah. happen to tear shit up? Yes. <laughs> so going to school. And whenever you experience that type of stuff, like, do you use any of that to create or do you just separate your personal life from your music? No, I, I, I think I do it more so now. At the time when you're young, you're really not thinking about it that way because mm-hmm. at that moment, for me, it was like, I'm, I'm like, listen, let me just go beat this nigga up real quick because we got rehearsal in an hour and I got to get back to school. So let's come on, right. let's go to the hood. Practice Beat him up. Open, and we can get back. I got shit to do. I can't be standing here on the <laughs> I can't do this right now. You know oh what? And that was and I, right. And that was kind of. I think honestly, my school was my safe haven because mm. it was even. Let's say if I had math class and I wanted to step out to work on a piece or to read my lines, it was encouraged that you did so. Like, mm. no one questioned us when we were in the auditorium for hours on end or leaving school at 10 o'clock at night. Like, no one questioned that. They encouraged it, I think, for a lot of kids who were coming to that school from the disadvantaged neighborhood. Like, that was our safe. Like, this is a place where we could just... I didn't have a worry in the world. Yes, the pressure was there, but I'm like, yeah. this is the pressure that I like versus trying to be in yeah. the streets and running around and your family got beat, so now you got to be involved. And I think that's when you start to... That's when I started realizing, like, okay, I need to start, like, really compartmentalizing Derek in different spaces. And when I'm in different spaces, so when I'm here, I need to be a professional. When I'm here, I need to be, you know, gangster. When I'm here, I need to be myself. Like, so it's, it's, uh, what I'm looking for, I'm looking for. It's very, it's interesting. You know, like, because you really have yeah, to, like, it sound like you had to adjust to your, you yeah, know, environment. environments, right? Because you're the thing about that's the thing that you're in so many of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I'm like, yeah, like, man, right. and I think that's the problem with maybe see, it's really brightening my eyes because now when I think about so many of my friends and family members that's so caught up in the streets, like. They don't have anything else, right? There's and I always used to, to say they yeah. need to, yeah, nothing to look forward to. And I used to say they need to all this land down here. Why don't they build things? Why don't we have anything to do? You know, there's nothing to do but to you know do what you said on that other end. Be get in, involved with stuff because your family's involved. Fight, you know, do all of the negative stuff. People do their best down there. I'm not going to make it seem like nobody's trying. But it's really tough. You got a lot of negative influence. Oh, right, right, right. But I will say, though, I think that I, I, I will say there were, um, Mike and my aunt and my dad, like I said, my dad was a DJ, my aunt was in compassion. So I think for them, like, those were the adults in my immediate space that kind of mm-hmm. like had things going on, right? And, my and uncle, that's great, right, too. And my, my, my mother's brother, my uncle Reggie, you know, even though he wasn't an artist, he was running his own uh, interior design company. He would do floors and like in tiles, and it was his own car. He worked for himself, so I would Ooh, always yes. kind of look up to them because they've been doing that, for, like working for themselves for like such a like all my life, really. Yeah, you're surrounded so. by entrepreneurs. Yeah. You're surrounded by artists. You're surrounded by people that aspire yeah, and want it, you know, better more, than right? you. So, yeah, so the they're hood. like, you know, including you in their world. Right. Like, That's great. You're in the hood, but you also you you start to see, you know, 
you you see things, I think. And like I said, what what my the girl Danielle Polanco, dear friend of mine, you know, like I said, she was a girl from the Bronx. Like Danielle, punch a bitch in the face real quick. Like, girl, what's mm-hmm. what's, what's up? You know mm-hmm. what, bitch? When it came to that audition and that dancing, book Janet Jackson, book Beyonce. Like it was just she was just go like she just that was her focus, and wow. it shifted. And I think that when your focus shifts, what happens is that your the people in your environment is like it's a shift. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think families and friends, you know, they think, oh, you're changing. Or, you know, in the black community, you acting funny. Yeah. It's like, whoa, <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. Me getting myself together with acting funny. Like, because mm-hmm. there was a period. It's where, always acting funny. There was a period, you know, between the ages of like 19 to 21, 22. I mm-hmm. wasn't doing anything. I was just partying and drinking and hanging out with my friends every weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we I all was, done went through that. I was kind of just in that space for a long time. I yeah. was on 14th Street. Um, no, no, no. I before that, I had like I was, yeah, like 17, 18. Let me get the ages right. Party mm-hmm. night in New York at the time. You know, the whole no ID thing, what, ID wasn't an issue. If you dress properly, like guys with like no pants, no, like no sneakers and jeans, but no shirt. So if you dress the part, you play the cool, you could get really get into any club that you wanted to at the time. Right? So we would go mm-hmm. to like 40 40 clubs, we would go to these rooftops, we go to these, these underground clubs, to, you know, the ballroom scene, and to that underground culture of dance, like, and all that stuff. And, I remember just like drinking a lot, partying a lot, like drinking a lot, partying a lot. And I remember I was so drunk and we were so broke. We were so broke. Now by this time, I'm not living at I'm not living with my parents. Me and my stepdad got into it. My mom picked me out. Not living with my parents. And I'm like at my cousin's house. I spent my last twenty dollars on liquor rather than food. Right? Mm. And I'm mm. laying on her floor puking, like throwing up. And I just remember, like, God, it just, it, like, this can't be it. Like, yeah. it has to be more to life than just this. Like, I can't do this shit every day. It was fun right. for the first year, then the second year, but that girl, <laughs> you're like, okay, <laughs> now, hold on. Okay, right. You know? And literally, a couple months later, I signed my first modeling contract. Mm-mm-mm. And I remember getting like a signing bonus of like ten thousand dollars, and me and my mom, me but me and my best friend, you know. And at this time, I'm living in a homeless youth shelter at the time. That's crazy, right? So like, like I get the deal. This, but this is my last. You're only supposed to like the program that I was in at the time. You're only Mm -hmm. supposed to have been there for eighteen months. I was coming down to my last couple of weeks with no plan in place at all, right? So Mm. I remember getting. So when I went to the I went to the casting, I did the test shoot. I came back when they called me to come sign the contract. It was like me and my friend. And I had all my stuff in like plastic bags. <laughs> wow. Right? Like all my shit, mm-hmm. like plastic bags. I throw the bag down. I'm sitting there and I'm just like, the tears is pouring in my eyes. So I'm like signing. I, my, I don't know what I'm signing. But at that point, you yeah. don't care. And then when Right. You just like, like, hey. Yeah. Let me say this. When people are always like, I don't know why. Megan, I'm telling you to sign the contract. You don't know people's circumstances. Exactly. Or in that room, if someone tells you to sign this piece of fucking paper and it's going to change your life, you I don't care who you are, you will do it. 
they be flexing on the internet. They do. And they, they act they like do. they ain't never been in no real life hardcore situations. Like I they done do. had my back pressed against the wall. Right. They do. They do. <laughs> so I know they do. I'm not like, you know, perfect. Right, they do. But, you know, just to piggyback real quick, T-Bot from TLC said that, yes, was Pebbles a Harvard manager, but without her, we would not know who they were. The world mm-hmm. would never have ever saw T-Bot's left. I mean, that would have never been a thing if it wasn't for this person. Exactly. Despite how fucked up they were. Despite it. <laughs> right? So I'm, like, in there with these bags, and, like, all the, it's, like, me and my, me and Kenny, like, we just, like I said, we just two boys, from, bro, we from the hood, girl. We don't know no <laughs> Yeah. And they're, like, talking shit. I'm, like, oh, my God, talking shit. Whatever, like that. <laughs> I, uh, Christina, Christina um, Morris was her name at the agent I was signing with at the time. With, it was uh-huh. at Red, Red Model Management. And she was there, and, like, they had a lawyer and, like, some other administrative person there. Like, they're in suits, and I'm in, like, the fucking sweatpants. I come out, I'm coming from, like, like, a little dance rehearsal. So I'm in like sweatpants, okay. tank top, you know, can't like, you know, we just we looking real, you know, just a little opposite. <laughs> right. You know, you relaxed as hell. Right. I'm like, oh, let's just see what these people talking about. So mm-hmm. they give us the check, right? So, so they give us the check, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, what time are you told? She's like, oh, we're gonna be open till about 10 p.m. tonight. I said, Greg, can I leave my stuff in your office? And Christina <laughs> was like, I guess. So, girl, we run, the other, like, literally, like, on the way down, we had sold this apartment for rent in Harlem. So, girl, I put this up down. We get back on the train, run back uptown, and I'm like, I need to speak to the landlord. Like, I, I need to live here. So, I, like, I throw the check on her desk, and she's like, okay, bro, you might want to cash that first. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm letting you know, I'll need this place. Right. Like, <laughs> Forget like, that. You might want to you might want to cash the check <laughs> first. I'll do so that, like, but well, baby, I I'm need like, to well, let you I know. A, well, I'm like, well, if I go to a bank, then it's going to take a couple of days. I need, I want this apartment today. Right. So, I need to move in. Right. So she runs the credit. Mind you, I don't really, at this time, I don't really know what credit is. So she runs a credit check, but you know, it's your first apartment. So most likely they say yes. Mm. Right, your first place. And so now me and Kenny running through the streets of Harlem, Manhattan, we go to book with a ten dollar like nobody wants to cash a ten thousand dollar check from two black kids. Like <laughs> <laughs> y'all trying. Right, we is girl, we is all, all I mean New York New York City has five boroughs. We traveled about four of them, I swear to you. <laughs> I wanted to. I need this money. Right. It was this one check housing place in the Bronx, right near Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. She was like, Oh, if I could verify the check, then you got it. She cashed the check. <laughs> Went back to Harlem, girl, and I, I got like my, my apartment like that day. I was so tired wow. that I didn't even go. I didn't. I never went back to get my bag. I just like, I laid on the floor, with the air mattress, and was just kind of like, like thank you God. And for me, it was just despite the challenge, like there's always an answer. There's a way to get it done. There's always a solution mm-hmm. to the. There's always a solution to any obstacle or any issue there's a solution you just have to be adamant about exhausting all of your options yep and you got you have to you really have to like you got to just have like some type of faith in something like i know a lot of people they don't be real like religious or spiritual they just be like cut off but i feel like you at least got to believe in yourself right a little bit 
Because I've been at that point, like when I first got out of a relationship out here, I was living in my car for like a year. Yeah, and I'm sorry to hear that. I w- yeah, it was rough, but I could have went home. Everybody was saying go go home, but at the time they didn't understand that I just was so down and depressed and embarrassed and just low. I felt like I had to get myself together, and I needed okay. I wanted to shield myself off. Okay, you know what I mean? people don't know that. No shade. I'd be like, well, I could go. I'd be like, Ooh, I could go back home, but I didn't talk so much shit before I left. I can't. Shit. I, I don't so want to. And then it's like, I, go back to what? Right, <laughs> go right, back to what? Like, right. my family? Yeah, of course. But what? You know what I mean? Like, right, no. Right. I stayed in that car up until it was one night somebody tried to break in while I was asleep. And it scared the life out of me. And I was getting ready to complain to God, like, oh my God, why is this happening to me? I'm just trying to sleep. And I looked to the left and it was people sleep outside of the car, like on the ground. And I got real humble. And like, I just started looking for a roommate that night. I found this chick that was in the military. She was like, hey, hit me. That's all she said. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna hit her. That's my type of, (laughs) I was like, yeah. So I called her and she was like, yeah, you can move in, you know, and we worked out a thing where I paid her once I got paid. I didn't have enough to move in yet. I gave her like half. And she was like, just come on in. And I remember the first day that I was there, like, I smiled so big. I was so happy. Like, finally. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, but I think that that's the beauty in it all. I feel like the the thing about, you know, when we we call them trials and tribulations, and I I, I call them experiences. I think that your experiences, they're really kind of, the design of it is to set you up and to build your character and to make you elevate into a better person. You know, so we... We have to stop letting it beat us up so much and let it affect the way we view ourselves. Because the, yes. the point of that is for you to see the beauty within yourself. Mm-hmm. To really know that believing it, like self-belief and self-assurance will get you a lot farther. So when you see, I tell them, yes, when, I be, when people see these artists, I'm like, oh, they can't sing, they can't rap. But you can't tell them that. Right. <laughs> That's true. You can't here. tell them that. I always <laughs> be like, hey, you can't really critique art because somebody like it. Somebody like, listen. They talk about little pump can rap and sweetie can rap. I'm like, but people live somebody they they selling records. Hey, so they they gotta, doing something. Right. <laughs> they doing something right, baby. They got a fan base. I had to get that I had to get that hater out of me a, you know a while ago. Like gotta shake that hater out of you because somebody is into that. Really into that? You be surprised, you know. You be mm-hmm. surprised. You be like, "What the fuck?" But girl, they be in, they be, they be out here. What made you decide that? Okay, I'm gonna take it to the West Coast. Um, honestly, I kind of wanted a, like a spiritual change. I um, mm. like living in New York was like it's, it's, it's a very intense city, but I was also really like I really don't get along well with my family. And, okay. Um, and unfortunately for me, it was starting to really take a toll at me. You know, I remember, you know, my family has been through a lot of things, but the last mm-hmm. time we were all together, I was hosting Thanksgiving dinner at my apartment. Mm-hmm. Right. And I felt like, okay, like I'm gonna, I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is like what I dreamed of. Like I'm the person bringing the family together. Even though, you know, I'm not right. the, I'm not the mother or the father, neither just my siblings. Right. But I'm right. the person, like, you know, I, it, I was so 
for me, it was like, okay, like, this is the wind of opportunity for us to really form that bond, to be close and to really kind of have, we sit down through food, everybody come over and cook, we can really bond again and really discuss, you know, what's happened and how we move forward from it. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a lot of issues with our mother. Our stepfather was very abusive. My father was addicted to drugs. You know, I was sexually assaulted at one point. So were my siblings. I'm sorry to hear that. You know, so like it was, it's a lot of that depression there. You know, you, and most kids blame their parents, right? That's the, the go-to. It's your fault. It's your yeah. fault. Like, it's your fault. But then mm-hmm. I realized that my parents were having issues, you know, that they could barely get through. And, right. you know, I'm like, okay, so the whole point of me hosting the dinner was, you know what? I don't want to, I'm, I'm expecting them to show up for me, but they haven't really showed up for themselves. So maybe I, as an adult, can kind of open that gate to family therapy and like really, you know, bring the information and really start to show them. Listen, like, if you guys work on yourselves and we can work together and really mm-hmm. love on each other mm-hmm. and... Girl, it went left. <laughs> oh, my. It went left really quickly. And, you know, I kind of realized at that point, hurt people hurt people. Yes. Right? Yes. Hurt people hurt people. But then also, too, mm-hmm. some psychologically, sometimes people are so used to chaos. That's all that they know. Yeah, they it, changing that up is like, who? It, how dare you? Yeah, and <laughs> at that point, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't. Like I, I can't. It's like it's not allowing me to grow. Like I can't. Like, I'm reaching and I'm, I'm, I'm fighting for your love and I'm just not getting it. And first I yeah. thought it was. I always assumed that it was because I was gay. I always thought you know I'm out and I'm gay that that was mm-hmm. the issue. And the issue was that I don't. I hate to say this. And this happens a lot in African-American families, but there is a problem when somebody decides to do what they consider not normal. So me wanting to be creative and really being adamant about that and then starting to find <laughs> mm-hmm. successes in that, it becomes a problem for some people. Yeah, You choosing yeah. to be happy is a problem for some people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just like, I can't be in a space where I'm not going to be celebrated and you, and you know you like you know it can't be hey come around but then we're going to tear you down the entire time that you're here like as like no because at that point I'm yeah i can't myself. do that i'm now at this point i'm hurting myself because i keep expecting a different result from the same person mm-hmm. and that's just mm-hmm. not where it's at so it was that i also wanted to change i kind of feel like i had i kind of done all i could in new york um mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was at this point selling out clubs, which is amazing. Thank God. My first EP yes. was kind of doing great. You know, I was booking fashion jobs, fashion week, doing photo shoots. And I just kind of wanted something. I wanted something different. I wanted to, to be able to just kind of expand my professional network as well. And honestly, like, I kind of want to be that person. When I have kids and grandkids, I'm like, look, I don't live here. I live there. I did this. Yes, I that's what that. that's me. <laughs> like I want stories yeah. to tell. You know what I mean? Like I think it's also, but I think it also leaving your hometown. It makes you brave. It does. It really shows you what you're made of. Because oh yes, tell them. The second I got to the West Coast was when people started taking me. Like as an artist, was it was serious. 
You know, oh, yeah. I'm, and now I'm invited to the recording academy. Now I'm in grad school for a music program. And like, it just, it, with that instant thing. And I'm just like, wow, like, I don't know if this would have happened if I would have stayed in New York. If I'm right. being honest with you, you know, yeah, people That's fuck exactly with you, what I feel. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I needed to challenge myself in another way. I think it's easy to get comfortable in your hometown, you know, and leaving that yes. really shows you what you're made of. Because out here, oh, yeah. what I do is, Everyone does it. So what makes you like it really just sharpens? Yeah, what talent. makes you different? Yeah. So for me, like you know, when you're in your in your neighborhood and in your circle of friends, you might be it. <laughs> yeah. But in the industry, and that's, the that's real a challenge. whole different right. So how do I really get? That's what I always world? talk. Whenever I'm talking to people back home, I'm like, back home to y'all. I'm busy. You know, I'm busy, babo. All y'all know me. I done did this and that. You know, my whole story out here. Who? Right. <laughs> Prove it. Right. Talk to me. What what you done what you did? Okay. Like, right. Let Bring me get all like, up in your right. business. Right. Where's your business plan? We need more. <laughs> you gotta have it together. Right. But you I, can't. You ain't just. You know. But I. But it also. But I think, like I said before, it also pushes you because, like I said, you know, it, I know you can attest to this. Being yeah. on the website, people they take show, but they take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. People, everybody takes it, no matter how big or small the venue. Like people are very serious about it. And yes. that's what I appreciate the most. I do. I really do. Now, you sent me three songs, and I just got to say, they are fucking great. Thank you. I think my favorite is Don't Stop Fuck It Up, because, oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That right there, I don't know what it does to me, but it kind of bring out, like, this feminine side I didn't know I had. <laughs> you know, it, it, was, it was so funny, because that song... Is actually, I think, I'm, I, and, and, and let's let's talk in terms of business. We have to be mindful that hip hop is the new pop. Let's be very honest, mm-hmm. Korea, right? If you look at any, <laughs> right. any, any Billboard record, you know Billboard top ten, top twenty, like majority of those, those artists are hip hop and R and B artists, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Like that's a big win for the culture. Yes. Um, but I think also too, initially, I'm a dance artist, so a lot of the stuff I do is dance R and B, or as me and my friends like to call it urban pop. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. like okay, right. So like an artist like Usher, Sierra, yeah, they're R and B artists, but they have that pop element. That's why they dance. Yeah, that's their thing. so we call it urban <laughs> yeah. pop, which I'm gonna call. Okay, my, I like that. That's the name of my album, Urban Pop. Boom, yeah. I like that. <laughs> you know, Urban Pop. Janet Jackson, even you know she's a yeah, know, she's an R and B artist, but there's a lot of pop stuff in what she does. You know what I mean? Yes, so, true. So Beyonce, yeah, that Chris song is Brown, So when I initially heard the song. I was I couldn't I couldn't find a melody to sing to it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? There was so much going on in the in the record, <laughs> like the producer yeah. and my friend, one of my best friends. Her name is Ebony Smith. She is Grammy Award winning producer. Has a Grammy for the Hamilton soundtrack and a Grammy oh, for wow. Cardi B's first album for mixing and That's mastering. Dope. We Shout were out to Ebony. right. We were in the studio, and by this time we had did in love, and we had. I just, I just finished recording in love that day. I had okay recorded Savage a couple of weeks before, so Don't Stop was like she was like, oh my gosh, like I was listening to this song, and like it was like this Gerald pop song, and I like I came up with this. So I'm I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, okay, it's kind of cool, kind of cool. So then the more it developed, and the more we talked, I was like, yeah, I kind of want the horns, and I want you know, I wanted to kind of have like. This, you know, dance hall culture, also with like, you know, Brazilian vibe, but still to be super, super techno Euro. 
So mm-hmm. she brought me the, the track and I'm like, damn, I can't come with a melody. So my friend Rue, he's the second artist on the on the record. He, uh-huh. I knew I wanted to work with him. I, I already, when I heard the song, I heard his voice. I knew I wanted him to kind of rap on it. And I was like, okay, cool. So let me send this to him. Let him put down his verse and then we'll figure it out. You know, he was getting ready to move to Boston. So I was like, I got to get him in the studio before he leaves. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. So that was my whole, I was like, let's get him in here. So now we're recording this at Atlantic Records in New York. Wow. And, you know, I'm excited because but I'm not signed to them, but like I literally have access to all of their resources. So I'm in the building. Mm-hmm. I'm in the lounge area. I'm running through the halls. You, you would have <laughs> thought I owned the place. Like, <laughs> you know, but everyone there knew who I was with. They was like her so much. And they, they, were, it, they were really welcoming to me. You know, security yeah. would let me run. And I think at that moment, it was also, I think they were just appreciating my determination. Because they would see mm. me so much, you know, like, oh, my gosh, I was here, you know. And then, you know, Shadi, the girl who rapped on the song, she and I had a song on my first EP called Trending that we never put out. We were going to shoot a video for it, and for some odd reason, it didn't happen. So I was like, okay, uh-huh. can you get on the song, too? So when they both did their parts, I was like, you know what, maybe I should just fucking rap. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the D-Cop Show. I want to introduce y'all to my friends. Are you ready? Shit fly guy and I'm back again I got a whole new style, yeah I came to win People know me as a mannequin So I'ma go level up like I'm playing with Ken Crossing in my lane, damn that's a sin Trying to stop the kid back, it's not happening Money making moves so fuck a thing You gon' stay out of the fire while I be at the tent I should be popping and see if they be knocking it They stay rocking, they know I be popping I do my best to abide by the law If you get out of the whack, I'ma come break your jaw I let you have you, don't want to static My squad was ready, they jump on the matting They cannot tame me, I'm fucking dramatic And you cannot handle the heat of the madness I'm such a savage, I gotta have it Looking so damn good Huh, that's such a habit Damn, I'm a savage See, I'm an addict It's feeling so good, yo They gotta have it I do what I do, so you gotta do you Yeah, the people be calling for me to come through Dancing and singing, this body be banging My dress, they be hanging, I'm so entertaining I fucked it up and I gotta be close my band likes to rush, shorty can't get enough You cannot see me, I can't be touched It's Janet Jackson, they miss me much I told y'all we about to give it to y'all, baby but we not done yet I gotta introduce y'all to some of my homies all of you hoes stay on my shit. I am the new new. Fuck did you think? Mess with the click. Boys, you brave. I'm about the money, leave you in the grave. I'm about the fame, leave you in the dirt. Talk to me nice, and your feelings get hurt. Baiting you cats while I'm racking it up. Go hell, little thing, go fuck it up. Keeping it rocking with the beat, it's knocking them with a sick whip. I'm up like a rocket. You cannot stop it, but ever top it. Pass me the sugar, cause I keep it positive. DD car, lay it down, I'll take you in. Don't stop my hustle, I'm here for the win. Ask for the kid, they be like, who you? If I were you, I'd ask for me too. Rock, rock, talk your shit. Don't stop moving, cause I'm killing it. Who the fuck did you think you are? Keep me lit, 
cause I'm that star You and them and all your friends Out on the floor we battling Keeping it real it's happening Check my skill I'm captain You know we dropping it tweaking it follow it All of you haters can keep it and swallow it Looking like money they wishing they chartle it So cold they wanna bottle it Asking them right fuck what you think Pass me the raw put it in ink Money do build vibe like I do Pass me the bottle I'm keeping it true Fuck it up level up Niggas hate me but they can't get enough Jacking my movements I'm the teacher in my lane you a student They real appreciate how I do it And you big mad big big mad I just focus on myself while you dick ride And that's real sad real real sad Elevated from a gun to a sunflower I turn my struggles into power Now they really can't stop what I got coming Proving they say it's wrong and not running I embrace me and everything I am Not just living my best life for the gram Beauty B E double L A I'ma show them that my grind really paid Where my queens at? Where the kings at? You ain't fucking with us Gotta know that At least only nigga I ain't for everybody I'm a private event and you a local party Don't stop just pop that pop that I just do me and they watch that watch that What I want I cop that cop that When my man hit it up I just bust back Almost there no time to slack Headed to the finish line like I run track I want I want a fresh pair of kicks Yeah it's me I'm that bitch Or it's me bitches like I'm Swiss Back to the future no reminisce They love when I do it like this So effortless they don't qualify for a diss Nigga I told y'all we had y'all Thank you for coming to the show Man, and, and that's a part of my <laughs> notes. I said that you on this song, you went off like crazy. It proved that you're multi-talented because you were ripping. You showed your voice off, and then I also put that your features ripped it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were they were they're they're very talented. Shadi is like one of those rappers I met. Like she's in the battle rap scene in New York. Like she comes from that okay. world. So she was always iffy about you know those are those type of artists. You know they're iffy about pop records. You know, boy, uh-huh. they be like, ooh, no, it's like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know, because I like, forget, like, because Kim and, and even though Kim and Nikki have so much beef, like, y'all both wanted to be pop stars. That's the issue. Like, yeah. y'all, y'all, y'all come from that world, but y'all wanted to be starless. Y'all do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. Know? Like, we're, That's we're, true. we're Remy or Charlie, Vita, mm-hmm. like, you know, they, they, they want to just be rappers. They really want to get mm-hmm. on the mic and rap and, and, and show lyric, right. Yeah, where Nikki and Cardi and Cam like, like, no, y'all want to be pop stars. Like that was the whole yeah. goal from the beginning. Y'all that was the whole goal. Y'all want the gowns. I want to be best friends with all the popular white girls. Like, that's what y'all want, and that's great. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yep. a, a lot of times, um, rappers from that world don't really do pop records. So, being a child, and I was signed <laughs> to the same management at one point in time. I think she really was like, okay, great. Let me let me take a crack at it. So we, yeah. went, we went in and we did the song. And when I heard it, I was just kind of like, something was missing. So when you hear all the, the yelling in the background, those are all my friends. Because we were going to- a, <laughs> Really? We, we went to the studio to hear the song. We were going to pick up my friend. I mean, we were going to go to a club. Right, we were getting ready to go out. So we were getting ready to go mm-hmm. out. And we're listening to the song, like Laquan's yelling and Shadi's yelling and Shadi, her boyfriend's with her, he's yelling. We're all just kind of like screaming at the top of our lungs, and she's like, "I should record this." So she put them. She might. She threw us in the, the the vocal book and mic'd all of us and said, "Just I'm gonna play the song. Just go off." And that's where you get all that background stuff from. So that stuff, like that's very organic. Wow, like, that is incredible. That makes me love that song yeah, even very more. Very organic, yeah. So and it was kind of cool too. It was. It was really mostly about just us getting together, really just hyping each other up. I think and like really coming together. And like, I think that I, I always say, never you ask an artist to feature, 
Don't try to control mm-hmm. what that sounds like. Let them be the artist. That, that that's what you want. I want you to Ooh, sound different. Oh my goodness, I love you. Right? Like, don't. Yes. Like, I hate people do, do that to me. Oh, okay, can you do the song? Yeah, but okay, I want you to do it. It's like, then don't ask me. <laughs> right. A feature means like you want me to do my art on your song. Yes, you know, not you critique <laughs> me on your song. Right. I'm like, so you know, like Rue was like, oh, I'm going all. Can I like you want me to stop some bars? I was like, no, nigga, you bring them on to the picnic, then go right ahead. Right. Please. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just really give it all of that energy, and I and I, and I yeah, that song. Yeah, I just kind of wanted that to be, and I also think too, like like you said, sonically, I wanted to just do something different. I always want all my songs to not sound alike. That's very important to mm, me. Yeah. I want it to be very different. You know, I want and I get that vibe because "Don't Stop" doesn't sound like Savage. You know, right? But they're both dance songs. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and that's the whole point. So I, I I really wanted to. I I always want to make sure that there's growth in my vocal performance, that there's growth sonically, lyrically, like those things are super important to me. And I think that, you know, especially living in a time where it's, there's so many people, right? Which is a great thing in, in a lot of ways that a lot of artists are able to get this up on platform to be heard from by anyone in the world. That's such a blessing. But at the same time, you still need to find mm-hmm. ways within that to really separate yourself. So when people hear you, they know that this is you. And right. my thing is, you never know until you try. Just go, just go for it. Like yep. honestly, the first idea is the best idea. I say it all the time. The one that comes to you mm. first is usually the best. When you go back and try to edit mm. that, it's all wrong. And I'm learning that. It's right. all, it's all messed <laughs> right. up. And I'm, I'm literally <laughs> learning that as we speak. in love too now that song i love how vulnerable and innocent you are on that track i love that one too um in love well i'm married (laughs) Ooh. okay congrats (laughs) thank you so i feel like i've been like i'm you know in the course of that my relationship i've always been super busy and i i think i see the ring on the picture (laughs) sorry i just noticed (laughs) um you know, like in the court, I'm super, super busy. So um, for me, it was it was kind of like a love letter to to my husband and and in in art form per se, like something that that can that's kind of solid and stapled in a way. You know, I didn't want it to be, I wanted it to be like have universal appeal, 
but I also wanted mm -hmm. you know people to know like it in the midst of you being busy you still have to kind of step back and really show people how you feel and I'm a Taurus so I struggle with that <laughs> oh my gosh I am a Taurus you know, we're like bitch we strong girl we don't I don't break for nobody. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, yeah, we bold. Like, like no, I beat up the world yep. if I have to. Send an army. Yep. I take it all by myself. And I think... Uh, <laughs> I can take it. I can do it. I don't need nobody. Yeah, but I think that we express ourselves more creatively. So it was like, okay, like, if I, yeah, if I, do. if I don't say it every day, let me say it in a song. But if you ever question how I feel mm. about you, play the song. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that and I like that because you know Kalani is also a tourist. And the other day she posted on Twitter, um, I'm definitely she said, if I don't do nothing else, I'm gonna write a song about you. And I said, That is so that true. That is true. I, and I love her, but I have that fucking voice of hers is to die for. Oh girl. She mm -hmm. is the shit. Yes. She is she is so the shit. I love her. And I've been checking out all her new projects. Yeah. I I just kind of got on her late. When I found out she was a Taurus, that's when I started listening. I ain't gonna lie. But you know, my though, but I feel like I I got it for my zodiacs. I love my zodiac. Because Taurus is, you know, Janet Jackson's a Taurus, and she was, and she's mm -hmm. hella quiet, but she's so successful. You know what I mean? She's, but she's so quiet yeah. about it. So quiet. So quiet about it. So I went quiet. To her, her show in Vegas last year, and they're like, mm -hmm. like reading her stats, and I'm like. 200 million albums at first, but I'm like, this, and I'm like, how come no one talks about this? Yeah, she's so silent. 33 number one records, you know, four number one albums in four different decades. I'm like, damn, like, no, why people don't like, Sheesh. why? It's like, are you, what? That is so remarkable, right? But Janet, but Janet, you Janet. don't hear that. You know, don't, that's not a. I mean, they talk about legends. She's you never see the memes there. and the. Yeah, you never see that stuff because they always post that type right, of she's stuff. Always, like, she never talks about you know. herself. I'm like, girl, you need to start letting these bitches know that you was not to be fucked with out here. That you're a whole icon. Like, yeah. You know, and without you, it's so many different flavors of Tauruses. Because some of us, we are more out with our accomplishments, like Meek Mill. He's so loud, but then you have other people that are more quiet. Well, the thing is, that I'm. <laughs> it's funny because I kind of feel like. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I, I feel you. like the the thing about living in our era is that you know, we do live in social media times, right? So you yeah. kind of, you kind of, you got to you, you, you flex a little <laughs> bit, you know, like if, if, if you like check, ever go on my Instagram, like I try to keep it very like career oriented, like what's happening, like what's new, like what's growing, what are the numbers looking like, you know, what type of things that I'm doing, like, you know, even like tagging you in the, the story, like for me, like you kind of have to do it because I think in yeah, you have and to. The way the world sees it, if it's not on Instagram or social media, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that's how it has to be. Only some of us can get away with being the silent yeah. artist, but for the most part, the rest of we have to, you know, show them but something. I, and that's what I yeah. always tell people. I mean, people. I feel the only person who can do that is Beyonce. Like, she's the only one who's like... Yeah. And somebody, <laughs> the other day I saw a video of her talking and they was like, dang, I haven't heard her talking like 10 right. years. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but that's the goal, though. I think every artist wants to get that place where they, the work, the work, and that's the beauty of what she does. Talks for us. Where the work speaks for, speaks for yeah. itself. Period. 
Yeah, I would love to get to that level so I don't have to be the one flamboyant right. out, all out here. Like, it can be my choice to do it, but I don't have right. to. Right, because honestly, most artists are really, really quiet and chill. And like, you like you put it out. Like, when I put stuff out, I, I, I retreat. I don't listen to it. I don't go on social media for a couple of days. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, you're like to yourself. And I think this is the, the time we live in. Like, we have to be like, you know, I have to really muster up the strength to say, okay, let me do an Instagram post. So they have to really gather yep. myself. <laughs> Every day it. thinking of content. Right. I think of content weeks ahead. Like I have my stuff scheduled one day. Like I was waiting on pictures so I could post something else. And I was like, I can't post this until I get those pictures back. And it was just so stressful. I'm like, okay, girl. So I'm like, let me do an Insta story and make sure the story is kind of mapped out and looks professional. <laughs> Use all these apps and you know, da, 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 da. like it's, it's, it's such a task. I remember, I remember saying to Tracy, I said, you know, we need to like get a budget for so uh-huh. I can hire someone to do this for me. I really, because I had honestly, I have no interest. I really have no interest. Like I'm, I'm so involved, and I think for artists who are like so involved in their creative process, they have no like you don't yeah. have time to be on fucking Instagram doing it. <laughs> Yeah, or or Twitter all day, you know, and I kind of think that mm-hmm. unless you're getting paid for it, right? But but then but I think that's where the lines are getting blurred because people are mm-hmm. they 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 are confusing celebrity with talent, and those are different things. Oh, yeah. ooh, yes, those are different yes. things, right? You know, so like I said before, Beyonce so doesn't true. have to speak much because niggas know when she get that mic and she step on that stage, <clears> and shit, you could tell her, period, right. <laughs> You know, period. You know, so I think that people need to. It, 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 that's so confusing. So we really need to focus on. That's what it is. Also, and this is, and I, I, I learned this from a, a, a marketing company that I work with called Shadow PR. You know, because at first I was like, I don't mm-hmm. want to post because I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm bragging. And then they're like, no, mm-hmm. people need to see your growth. They need to see why more people are listening. Why more people like you need to post these things in a way just to build up that reputation. I just want to be with you forever and a day Holding you so close to me and that is where you stay The only one I'm running to when things are not okay I still can't believe that you're the one I'm calling back Cross my heart and I hope to
You want to any studio and people look, they, they need to know who they're dealing with so they can start treating you right. accordingly. Accordingly. That's true. You know, so you got to have your right. stats. You know, That's because true. you don't want it to always be this thing of, and I tell artists all the time, there should never be social pressure to work with somebody. If they're a, if they're a serious mm. producer or a serious writer, a serious, like there should never be that, that pressure to socially hang out with people. Because I don't do it. I don't mm -hmm. hang out with other models. I don't hang out with other dance. I don't do it. I don't. Mm -hmm. One, That's I true. need to kind of come down from that for a second and be a fucking person. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, be a person. Uh, talk right. to my friends. Not be like, all oh, work, work, work. <laughs> talk to my real friends. Hang out yeah. with my hubby. Grab a cocktail with my I friends. I think that's something that a lot of these artists get confused with because sometimes, like, when I first started performing out here, <laughs> I would decline on, you know, personal hangouts. And they would be like, oh, well, you know, feeling maybe a certain type of way, but it's nothing personal. I just, I don't want to hang out outside of, you know, yeah, business. Yeah, you know, because the... the not with yeah, everyone, get, the, you know the what I mean. Get blurred very quickly, and what you don't want. Because when people get too comfortable, yeah. then that's when disrespect and stuff yeah. starts stirring in what the pot. Don't want, I don't want you right. to know me what too well. People not treating you like a professional or not looking at you in that right. Light. That's what you don't want. And I, I, I exactly. So you know, like so like I said, with the PR company, they really kind of help me understand that. So as much as I'd be like, because I'm always like, I, but I feel like I never know what to write in my post. I'm always like. I'm so happy. Thank you guys. Love you. I love you. Love you. And I was like, fuck, I need to come up with new caches, but I'd really be so iffy about posting it. I was like, like BMI sent over the, my spring summer recap to me. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so I got to post. I just posted something the other day and I'm like, how do I post it without being like, you know, cocky, like, yeah, bitch. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> be more thankful. But, if, for, but for some artists, that works. Because Nikki is very bitch. I did. Yeah. But, you know, that's her thing. Yeah. That's her MO. You know, where Cardi's always kind of like, I'm sorry, but I have to post this. Yeah. Like, you know, she's always kind of like, yeah. A little iffy with it. So I, I think it, it works. Yeah. Well. It depends on the type of artist you are. But for me, I'm always kind of like, let me post it. Just much, much love. I was like, you know, much love and appreciation. I always want people, my followers, my, I call them my rock stars, you know, because, you know, people who follow me, I go through their pages and they, I'm like, they're doing awesome shit too. So why are you so on me? Like, you got a lot of good shit going on with you. Like, <laughs> right. You know, uh -huh. so you rock for following me. Thank you for that. I appreciate that very much. Wow. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that a lot. I'm, a, I'm one of your new rock yeah, stars I appreciate then. That a lot. It's like, oh my God, you're so fun. You're great. You're, 
talking about oh, me like that. Well, you definitely are too. Like I was, I was blown away immediately. I was like, well, I'm so glad that she, you know, put me on you because, like, I did not know. Now I'm following somebody amazing, yeah. and I got another LA connect. <laughs> yeah. And um, you feel me? There is, you know, I'm, I'm always kind of intrigued by that. So I, I like to call them, you know, rock stars are supporting. I, I, I really hate the word fans. I think it creates, yeah, me too. It creates this sense yeah. of disconnect almost. Like I'm not, don't fear me, fear God. Like first off, yeah, right. Um, hey, I like that. person too. So Tell I think that girl, we doing. If I'm at a show and you want to pull up to the bar and have a drink, don't do no weird shit, but come through. Like, you know what I'm saying? like if I'm at the venue, yeah, venue, right. Give me a hug. Like I would, would love to talk to you. You have questions. I would love to. Like I'm just, I, I really like to open myself up in that way. I think that. It just makes it more honest and real. And honestly, like I said before, I, I as serious as, as serious as I am about my work, I also love to have a good. I'm listen. Anybody who knows me will tell you I go girl. I'm not go out. I go out. I love to be out. I love mm. to socialize. I love. I, I, I'm a happy drug. I'm like, oh my god, this is my friend. Give me like I'm. It's, I'm, <laughs> I'm that person. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is a great I'm night. Like, know her. I'm like, I don't know. We met 10 minutes ago, but I'm going to hopefully hang out. Like, but maybe. that's my yeah, girl. Yeah, I'm, I'm that person. Because I, 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 as a kid, I didn't really have a lot of friends growing up. You mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. I, I always, my grandmother used to always say to me, the journey of life is not meant to be walked alone. You're supposed to connect with people. That's why you're here. Mm. We're, we're all right. we're That's all true. here to be used by God to speak to others, to inspire others, to encourage others, you know. And I feel like the less, the more you disconnect from the world, the less regard you have for human life, <laughs> you know. Mm. And to, yeah, That's and so to be true. honest with you, now let me tell this to one of my friends yesterday. You know, as talented as she is, she's so closed off. She's so closed off. And I'm just like, you cannot say you want to be an artist. And be so you can't do that. It, it won't work, especially now that the hey, people want right. to pry into your personal life so much. You know, like you yes, they want to know everything. When right. did that happen? Tell us right. now. You Who is that in the background? You got to make an announcement. You know, you got to write a post. <laughs> you got to. We decided right. what's best right. for right. us. Like, yeah, like, you, you have to in a lot of ways. That's how you maintain you have a relationship to. with your fans. You know, and I, <clears throat> because nowadays they can find out everything, you know, at a drop of a dime. So they need to find out the same things with their, you know, the, the things that they have, um, you know, some type of uh, passion or love for. Like if you're their favorite artist and you're going through something, they want to know what is going on. Why? Why is this happening to you? Who did it? Where are they? <laughs> What's next? What are the right, steps? Right. Like, like, what, like, what, is, what are you going to eat right. later? We need to know. We need to know, you know, and I kind of. <laughs> have you slept? Are you okay? You know, people, <laughs> Can I have your phone number? I need to know. I was, I was, um, I don't know if you saw the, the versus battle with um, Monica and Brandy, but. um. Yes. Yeah, it was by far one of the greatest things to ever happen this year. It just sent me. Mm-hmm. I never cried so much watching something. Just because I'm like, it was so good. I'm like, people counted them out for like, I don't think people understand how influential uh, they uh, are. <laughs> They've been doing this for, for so, so long. long. They were so and young. Mind, in, and they had them. Beyonce and Nikki, they're in the same age group. Might I add, by the way, 
Yeah. So they were really mm-hmm. kids. They were really 11 and 12 singing these songs. Like, they really were. They right. They were really fucking kids. <laughs> oh, my God. Think about it. Beyonce, you couldn't get away with that nowadays. Thirty-eight. She just turned thirty-eight. Monica's thirty-nine. Brandy's forty. Nicki Minaj just turned thirty-eight. Like they're, they're innocent. So you know, even though Nicki and Beyonce are more relevant to the time, Monica and Brandy, mm-hmm. they're in the same age group. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're, That's they're crazy. Peers. Literally, they're peers. Like literally, right? It, you know. So it's 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 level. It's tears to it. Right. <laughs> so you know. But I was, you know, Monica was saying that you know it's important for her when she when she puts something out in the world from her personal life that she has already dealt with it. So by the time it hits the media, she's the person yeah. she's like, no, I put out the story. I told the world that I was So I'm right, fine. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. good, right? Where you have some artists like Cardi, like the new artists, but they kind of like, they kind of use the social media to kind of jump ahead of the press to get the story out mm-hmm. first. You know, like, let me give my side of the story first, right? Because a lot of times, and, right. and, and, which is kind of, I think it's actually kind of cool that the, the reversal kind of happened, like like getting out of the days of like the tabloid versus social media, where, because now the blogs just repost what the celebrities post on Instagram. And I'm just like, boy, that's not really yep. journalism. You're just... <laughs> <laughs> You're just copying and pasting. Yeah, like, yeah. they done made y'all job hella right. easy. It's like, wow, someone's paying you a lot of money to repost the story that they, they posted. To, to repost the story, really. They changing the wording, but it's the same right. thing that they said on the so other. Thing. Rather, <laughs> like, so rather than it being... we don't really need that <laughs> right. no more. Whenever we have access right. to them, like we don't need right. y'all to tell us what we just saw. But, but it goes to show the days of the pop, like all that is kind of is coming to it's kind of coming down to like the whole industry, like the whole yeah. structure of the recording industry, the whole is, idea is really losing mm-hmm. that. Like there's no like top dog, you know. Um, Record exact like it was in the nineties and the early two thousand. Like there's, there's like there's right. none of that. You know, like there is a kid in his basement about to put a song on SoundCloud and a popular artist about to put a song out. And the, the the kid from the basement could literally have the number one record in the next couple of weeks or the next couple of right. hours or tomorrow if it goes viral. And they don't need no record exact. Right. <laughs> They don't have to go and play their song outside of the radio station and chase down DJs, right, none of that. Right, 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 So, you know, I, I think that's kind of cool. And even though a lot of people are afraid, like, you know, financially where the industry is going, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to, to see what happens because it's going to force artists to be as more creative than they've ever been before. It's going to really force them to that's stay. True. Like, you have, like, a lot of artists really, especially major artists, they really rest on you know, that machine. Okay, I could kick back because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of people behind me gonna do all this and blah 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 blah. And and now it's like, no, like you gotta you gotta fucking hustle. So when I see you know independent artists posting their stats and things like that, I'm always like reshare, repost because that's a hard feat. You know, getting no, yes, to some people ten thousand K you know, ten K views on a video, ten thousand shares on songs a lot, but when you're an independent artist, that's a lot. Because that takes a lot. It's yes. a lot, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. You should be very proud of that. Post that shit. <laughs> yeah, post it. I but love that. that. that, that I always takes, support that. that. A, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of fucking work. That that is. It really is. They don't understand that. What should we as listeners or consumers expect from you in the next, you know, upcoming years? From me, um, well, hopefully, mm-hmm. girl. 
<laughs> I'm opening for Beyonce. <laughs> hey, yes. Headline in my own world tour. But immediately, mm-hmm. I have a new single coming out. Um, October 21st is called Won't Let You Down. Um, oh, okay. It's crazy because I actually submitted the song for Ed Sheeran's last album. And the a and I was like, well, Ed writes his own stuff, but thank you. I was like, okay. Mm. <laughs> no shame. Okay. <laughs> like, you know. Right. Sure he does. Right. Okay. <laughs> like, right. Well, I I just had well, in I, mind. I Thank to see you. What going to say? Name major. What people don't understand, like submitting songs, like stuff, is, it's super fucking easy. It, it's I think people think it's so difficult, and it's really not hard. All you have to literally do is look at your mm-hmm. favorite artist or the artist that you want to write for, find out who the A and R is, mm-hmm. get their email, and just send them a SoundCloud link of a bunch of songs that you ran. Literally, it's like not difficult at all. Be very surprised. Right. Um, so yeah, I had that new single coming out October 21st. Um, I'm supposed to be doing a live stream Christmas show um December 17th at the Ivar Theater in Hollywood, but you know, the curve for COVID in California won't seem to flatten for some fucking reason. Um mm-hmm. which is kind of weird to me because I kind of feel like California is naturally socially distant, like it's so much space, people are normally far apart. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know how that is going right. on whenever they won't let us in nowhere without right. a mask. And even, and even before that, you know, people, you know, Cal- LA people are real. The gays hang out on West Hollywood. The Koreans hang out in Korea. Like, it's yeah. first, you know, not to be profiling anybody where she is in this fact, but people have, people is right. very separated type of city. Already yeah, a separate, so yeah. Confused. It's like right. that out here too. I'm confused why. These numbers are so big. Like that's a little weird to me personally. <laughs> yeah. You know. I don't know right. what's going on. Um, I don't know. And then, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm putting together a, a I, I guess I'll say a summer tour for next summer, giving. Ooh. Um, I booked dates. I booked two dates at uh, Sony Hall in New York City. So I'm always excited. I can't wait to get back home and perform in my hometown. Um. Okay. Recently, earlier this year, I became a brand ambassador for Tiffany the company. So, oh yeah, I saw that in your yeah, bio. Yeah, so we were gonna, they were gonna fly out here to shoot content for like the commercial stuff and like, the Instagram stuff, but then mm-hmm. they feel it's gonna be too expensive, and then they were scared to fly me over to New York because um, what did she say? Oh, just the overhead, like everyone was like distancing, like they would have to pay extra, you know, to get the photographer that they wanted to come out and. All that stuff, which I completely I understand. That, so I've been like I said, I've been in fashion since that was like my first way into the industry, you know, since 2013. Mm-hmm. So like I understand like those mm-hmm. girl when you see those photo shoots, like I'm talking like real photo shoots. When you see like the ads and all that, like that shit costs a lot of fucking money. It, it costs. I mean, you see the budget sheet, and we talking almost half a million dollars. For some shit that might not even mm-hmm. come out, <laughs> right? Ooh, you, 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 such right, a gamble, like, Ooh, girl. Where my name at? Okay, where, right. That's my check. Bring it on here, okay? Listen, fuck all that. Give me my check. <laughs> oh no, I'm. I like to ask you random questions too before you go. I got three random questions. Yes, I'm doing that. And then I, I, I booked the date uh-huh. the April 9th and the 10th in New York City at Sony Hall. I'm doing House of Yes 
for uh, Pride next year, which is really cool. Um, oh, yes. I'm doing Syracuse University and FIT Syracuse. Okay. in New York, um, um, the SUNY school. So, yeah, I have five dates. And they're, they're really close. So, I'm, I don't know if I should call it a tour or not. I'm, that's kind of like my only. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's a mini tour. Yeah. I've seen people call uh, like four or five days a tour. But, let me say this though. Now, my concern, I'm talking to Ed Edward. He's the promoter I've been working with. Now, my issue is this. So, you know, being that I no longer live on the East Coast, you know, it would be uh-huh. me, you know, us paying to de- delegate tasks to people who are already there. And we will not really uh-huh. be able to monitor it fully because of the social distance stuff, right? One. Secondly, uh-huh. putting together a live show, and I like to make my live show very elaborate. Um, costume mm. changes, screens in the background, dancers. You know, I I try to make it very Janet Jackson, no shade. <laughs> like I try to make it that yeah. I go on stage. <laughs> and um, my uh-huh. fear is that you know I don't know what concerts are going to look like post pandemic, and you know, if, or people want to really be willing to come oh, out. Yeah. And the thing about the, you know, if the venue seats three hundred people, and you could only sell half of that, then I I my fear is that we won't make profit will only just be breaking even so i'm really trying to figure right. out what financially what makes the most sense because mm. if that's the case i would literally just pay to do the data at sony hall and just live stream the show for yeah everyone. Like, and sell tickets right, and just write right, right, <laughs> right, you need the link to see the show basically if, right. If, 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 that would be, yeah. So take it well, that would be ideally what I would do. Like that would be like the plan for me. But I, I mean, as a performer, when you get on stage, you know, it's something about that energy. Like when you on and you look down, and they, they, and people are just captain and they're like the way they look up at you, and you know, like you, mm-hmm. and you look at them, and you just, I love getting on my because I'm tall. <laughs> I'm six three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, so I love yeah, when yeah. I like get on the like, I I will get on the floor, on the edge of the stage, on my knees, just so I can really like like look me in the eye and tell like I like I want you to see me because I want to see you, and there's something about that interaction mm-hmm. and people, especially people who never seen you in concert or you know, they just you know the, the first time they, them meeting you at a show, you know I love that feeling of let me really show these new people that. I'm worth it. I'm worth every fucking penny. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So I, I, that, mm-hmm. energy, you know, that, audience, that energy between like a performer and the audience is just, it's, it's undeniable. You know what I mean? You can't miss that. So doing the live stream for me, it, like, it won't really feel the same because you want the people there. You know, like you want, you know, and I feel like being on stage is the greatest thing because yeah, you, you do. can't hide your voice. You can't hide your name. Like this is where you get to show people what you're. That's, I hate when artists say they don't. They don't like to perform. I'd be like, what? I love yeah, that's a, to perform. Like that electrifies right, me. I don't know right, what I love most. Right. Like I right, love. Performing. Oh my god! I'm like, I could, I could show what I can. I can really do all this shit, girl. Fuck the studio, bitch. I can hit. I, I can sing yeah. this song, and I know these. Like, I, that's your chance yeah. to really show what you're made of. Like, oh my God. That's what I love. Like when Kendrick performs. Oh my God. I went, oh. And mind you, and he's not oh, yeah. necessarily dancing and flipping off of fucking boxes, you know, like Chris Brown. But like his mm-hmm. engagement on stage is amazing. When I saw um even Meek, his energy, the way he just throws, like it's just 
Something yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, like, oh my, I love that. Like, that. That shows that shows me how passionate an artist is about what they're saying. Like that's what. Speaking of which, <laughs> that's one of my questions. Pesos or passion? Uh, what's a pa- What do you feel like you're in it for? Pesos or passion? Passion for sure. I mean, the pesos are nice. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm taking pesos. It's no shade, you know. I'm, I'm grown now. I, I got, I got yeah, no shade. I'm downtown LA. Right, it's not cheap. Oh, yeah, so I baby. Yeah, my pesos. But I will say, I, I, I honestly am getting good at doing jobs now that I really want to do. Versus in the beginning when you're doing it because you kind of yeah, have yeah. to. Because you right. just had to. Yeah, that's that's right. Okay. Well, my three random questions. The first one I got for you is what song will you never forget the lyrics to? Ooh. Oh my god. That's a that's a hard oh my god, that is hard. That's true. I listen to yeah. every fucking thing. I swear I do. Like old school. I mean, I'm talking <laughs> like Sam Cook to Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Like, right. Ooh, okay, yeah, yeah. Right. I love that. I listen to right. everything too. Right. Like, I love music. Um, but a song I, I'll never forget the lyrics to mm-hmm. would be Prince, I Would Die For You, if I had to pick one. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's see. Number two, what's a common say- what's a common saying that you don't understand or think is odd? That I don't understand. Common saying. Or think is odd. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the, the whole no- okay, I can't New York is gonna kill me. I don't understand the I don't understand the <laughs> whole no cat thing. It's supposed to be lie, but I don't get ah! why that would translate into lying. Like I don't understand that. I, I don't. <laughs> no cap. Everybody in Atlanta. Right, I, don't, don't, like, I really like when you hear other slang words, it makes sense. Like it's not far off <laughs> the actual word, but like no, no cap. Cap. Like, I'm like, that is so Rare, like I'm like that's definitely new school slang. It is. That is so rare. I'm like who came? Up yeah, with that? they just make up stuff. Right. Just like, just like on fleek. Right. On fleek, I was like, they had all their little sayings. But but no cap. On, but on, on fleek um, makes sense. Like on fleek, on fly. Like okay. Yeah, that one made sense. Like, no, sense. I'm like I'm cap and lion. Like cat, bottle cap. No cap. That. What is it? Captivity? No cat. Don't get that one. Yeah, they're going to get us by they that are. one. They're going to get us by that one. They're going to be pissed off. Y'all know what no cap is. I heard that. <laughs> okay, my third question. If you could completely get rid of one month out of the year, which one would it be and why? This year? <laughs> Of in yeah of this year, if you could get rid of one month out of the year, which month would it be and why? Um, damn, this is gonna sound. This is gonna sound so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I scream. I wish I could get rid of the holidays, like this December, if I could get rid of one month. 
Yes. Okay, this is my explanation. Hear me out, guys. Please don't kill me. I know everyone loves like Thanksgiving and Christmas. But yeah. it slows down the music industry. <laughs> you know, like, mm. so imagine, like putting on, for example, we all know Mariah Carey rules the holiday, so there's no there's even no sense of competing to put out Christmas stuff because you already know what that is. Yeah, right? you already people know. People are spending their money on their kids for their family, which is, I, I love all that. But you know, it's like to put out like yeah. a record like around the time I was performed is not. And I, I tried to do a show in Christmas around that time in New York, and it was. It, I literally was like selling tickets the day of. <laughs> it was so difficult. Oh so if I could get rid of any month, it would be December, child. But I feel like I feel like the industry <laughs> goes on pause, like. I'm like uh, the industry does go on pause, like, boy, because it's all about I'm like, that. This is vacation, bitch. We need to be you, the engineer. We need to be in the studio. Why? What you mean you want vacation? <laughs> Nobody's available. Everybody yes, out of town. Right. Nobody like, is around. Oh man, God. business is slow. slow. They ain't. It's dead. Like, no one's applying. It's to dead. The only thing really you can cap capitalize off of is merchandise and that's if you right, like that. Like right, if they interested right. in you like really that. Fuck with you like that. But like they no one's applying to your emails. Mm-hmm. Business offices every every email is an auto reply. I'm out of office between oh, right. God, I hate I'm, the auto reply. Oh, that shit kills me like bruh. You know you I'm out of office to January 8th. January bro, 8th? What you have to do you for, bro? Like come on like the kids go back to school on the third. <laughs> Which means on the third, you should be in your office. Why? <laughs> Where are you going? Where you at? You know, like, <laughs> Come I'm, back. I'm, really like, I'm, I'm working on um, a deal with Ticketmaster to sell my tickets to them. And so, like, you know, we go through the mm-hmm. whole thing. And, like, so soon, like, I'm emailing the rep. And soon as I send my last email, <laughs> all the replies. I'll be out until September 15th. I'm like, fuck. Oh, my. Oh my God! The dang on auto reply. Like, oh. Y'all stop setting them. Just let but me figure honestly, it out. Though, Y'all stop setting them. My thing is always be like the way I try to do it, and it's like everyone take this and take heed to it. After a couple email exchanges, mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, if especially if you were doing business right now and they're more interested in them, try to get their phone number and get it in text and keep the text yeah. professional, but try to at least it's just a quick way to get access to them. And I feel like people are. People will, right. for some people will reply faster to a text or a, a Instagram DM. You may do an email for some fucking oh, reason. Oh yes, then they will. Really, so oh odd. yes, and it comes through the same <laughs> right. way because it's like you got Gmail on right. your phone, baby. I know you saw that right. drop down. But they, it, it's, it's, it's psychological, you know. So I think that you know, yeah, yeah, it's so I, true. Like, try to get close to someone. I was like, hey, you know, it's like, can I text you? What's your number? You know what I mean? Just to try to mm-hmm. keep a sense of. Still keeping it very professional. Let's not forget that. No sending Got memes. You. No Got you. sending jokes. Like none of none that. None of that extra right? stuff. Keep it professional. Y'all be yeah. really stepping outside yeah, of the zone the, sometimes. The, the way I also you. do it too is that Woo. I will um if I am texting a business associate, right? Just so I don't accidentally text them. After we conversate, I'll screenshot the text and email it to myself and keep it in a folder and then delete the text. So that way I don't mm. mistakenly, you know, get drunk or Someone's in your phone and then some oh, random shit happens. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, I'm rocking with you on that. Yes, Thank you for like, that. Listen, when people give you because when someone gives you the phone number, they trust you. They trust your professional, they trust mm-hmm. your professionalism. Don't break that. Don't. 
That's true. I like that. I like that. I'm gonna start doing that because that yeah, is a good one. Nice. You don't want to yeah, accidentally. You can, nice. you can be fun. You can make them laugh, but don't text unless it's business oriented and unless it's necessary to do so. Yes. So that's some good advice right there yeah. from Decob. Y'all better make sure y'all taking so notes. Screenshot the text. Delete it so, afterwards. That way, <laughs> make sure you do it. Screenshot it. Email it to yourself. Delete. delete. It. That way, you know that you have a record of Clear it. Clear your track. Whatever right. you, you need to do. And another thing too, in a business meeting, okay, mm-hmm. you know, let be everyone's on their phone. What you don't want to mm-hmm. do is like be very careful of your photos, what you're texting, and when you're in meeting because people peak. Don't be trying to send the news. Oh my I've God. seen it happen yes, in the middle do. of a meeting. Like I was at BMI trying to do a deal with them earlier this year. And I'm in the room with another artist. And mm-hmm. this artist is actually a really well-known R&B artist. I'm not going to say his name. I'll tell you after we finish recording mm. <laughs> who it is, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> but okay. I'm sitting there like, did he just send a dick pic? And I'm sitting there like, Oh, I boy. saw him. I know the two. I know they. I know because they were kind of like circling the room as we're sitting down, and I'm just sitting there like, "Did you really just?" People expect that you know when you're heading the business. People know that you have other offers on the table, and that's expected. They people know that. That's not odd. You know, like they they they're on mm-hmm. they're in the meeting with you checking their phone. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's not odd. You know, they have people have kids, wives, lives, whatever. So, like, to really be mindful of the content that you're talking or texting in, in that aspect. Because I've, I've muted messages, you know, I, you know, blocked certain people. I know they will call at the wrong time, but you have to, you really want to be present yep. in the room during that stuff. It's, it's a lot of people that, for some reason, they want to um, contact you. And ruin your day right whenever you handle business. I mean, like, so you all the days, all the time. reason, you wait. All the days. Here you go. Literally. I was. I ain't had nothing to do the past three days, and here you go. Like, the day I got a meeting, here you go, come blowing on. me down. I want to talk. Right. No. Like, no shade though. Whenever <laughs> I like see my family call, I I give I give it a day or two before mm-hmm. I call them back. I'm like, I already know what it is, girl. Hold on, just. Oh, you gotta let him uh, right, kind of die let, down. Let the smoke clear a little bit before I even <laughs> before you contact that. <laughs> so tell us, how can we support you? Where can we find you, please? Hey, you guys can support me. Uh, my Instagram is gonna be d underscore cob. That's d underscore c o b b. Um, you can mm-hmm, Google mm-hmm. Derek Cobb. Uh, my website comes up. You can find me at dcobbnow.com, all one word. And my favorite streaming service is Spotify. So you guys can definitely stream me on, stream me on there um, at Derek Cobb, D-E-R-I-C-K-C-O-B-B, but as well as iTunes, um, Apple Music, Amazon, Tidal, um, which oh, I got some juice to tell you about title too. Um, <laughs> mm. Title. Mm. Um, honestly, <laughs> title has great sound quality. They do. They just have this thing where they yeah. promote the same artists over and over again. I will say that. Um, mm. And yeah, so you can find me on every major streaming platform. And my Vivo channel, uh, Derek, uh, Derek Cobb will be, it's getting revamped, so all of my videos are coming from, even though YouTube and Vivo are like a similar platform, Vivo helps you monetize yeah. um, the views yeah, faster. So yeah, we're, 
everything is switching mm-hmm. over. So that should be live really soon. Just yeah. check your Instagram for the updates. Yeah, it's supposed to be had went live this morning. But of course, with the whole COVID thing, like they're, because the rep called me and she was like, bro, I'm sorry, we are so backed up, you know? Mm. Oh, man, I can't imagine. Mm. Yeah. But listen, girl, as long as y'all like, put me okay. on the like, Omarion, Brandy, and that, as long as you put me in the same page with them, we're good. Okay? That, that's what you <laughs> right. take a couple more weeks. Is, oh, right, touch. We, this is going to take a couple more weeks. That's fine. As long as you put me in that round, okay? As long right. as I'm there. Whatever you can fit right. me in. Little old me. <laughs> and I'll. I'll make sure that I put all of your um, handles in the description so that it's easy for everyone to find you and they ain't acting <laughs> funny like they couldn't find you. Oh, I didn't. What, what do you say, Derry? How did that? Uh-uh. Click the link in the description and it will take you right to all of its profiles. I have everything Thank laid out. Thank you so much. Of course. I had so much fun talking to you. This was so good. Like, I really, really, really feel like I have a friend yes. now. Like I have so much in common with you and I relate to you yeah. so well. Like you're just a wonderful person. And I just look forward to all the stuff you got coming up. I know that like you are just so desperate for greatness. You. You're just on Thank your you. way. Thank yeah, you. you're killing this, is this why, shit. This is why I, I say it's it. important to connect with people because you just you never know. Like, it, 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 that's the whole point. You all I, I'm so big on that. You know, if, I, if people if people wasn't connecting with me. And talking to me or fucking with me, like I don't mm-hmm. know where I would be. Like, I think it's important. It's always that one encounter that really can, and not that the person can change your life, but that that, that someone right. can say that one thing that just makes it all click. You know what I'm saying? It just like makes it all connect. Like, right. And this <laughs> really just building your building your foundation, like. Whenever you're just putting, you know, little pebbles out here, and we just kind of following along the journey. You know what I mean? Like. It's bigger than what most people try to center it around. They want to make it all about themselves. I have never had a problem with, you know, being on somebody else's side and, you know, being a fan of them. And, you know, I can be an artist and a fan. I'm not that too caught up on myself. So, you know, I support everybody, especially whenever I really, really get a vibe from you and really, like, kick it. Like, I feel like, yes, like, you are totally it. I love it. I can't wait to see, you know, all the things you got coming up. I'm a big supporter. You got my support. So if you want to come back, let me know. We can yes, do whatever and set something I would up. love to do a, um, yes. I would love to do this again, like Breakfast Club style. Like we like videotape it. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> we we can. You know, special requests just yeah. for you. We can do you, that. It's so funny because you ever notice when artists go, when artists go to like the Breakfast Club, like, you see how they like, I, I, they immediately feel comfortable. <laughs> And that's and mm-hmm. thank you for that. And that's how yeah. I try to make it right now because I feel like without right now, because someone earlier asked me, how come you don't, have you thought about doing FaceTime or even going live? And I say, yeah, I have, but everybody's podcast is yeah. visual. I like that mine right, right. isn't because a lot of times whenever you're just having a conversation with someone and it's like a two-way conversation, first of all, by us being able to even draw in a crowd that says a lot about us because we don't have to be seen for people to be interested. And it's cutting out all the distractions, not only for us, but for the audience. You ain't got to worry about what I'm wearing, what I got on, what's on my face, nothing. Listen to what we're saying. (laughs) And if I can get you to listen the way I want you to listen, then that means that you may support me in the fashion I am requesting to be supported. Everyone so far that has been on this show has, you know, had 
situations where now other people are mentioning them that weren't mentioning them before. And that is exactly what I wanted. I don't want no fake, you know, oh, I watched it, but did you follow the artist? Did you hear what they said? Oh, I had to go do something else. I cut it off, cut the video right. off. You know what I mean? Like with this, you can listen to this at the, you know, the grocery store, right. at the bank, um, on your way to yeah, your sister house. Sorry. You could play it like a song. Pause it, come back to it in the shower, whatever you want to do. And you're going to finish it. And then it's almost like you into some some tea, like somebody conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? You in on our little conversation. So you're going to want to listen to the whole thing to find out what might be yeah. said. That's true. So it's so many different yeah. So many different ways I've looked at it. I may bring visual to it later, but right now I love the I love it being like low key where we can chill. We don't have to worry about you know anything. No distractions. Put out your art. You don't know when you do that, it 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 becomes very costly. (laughs) Yes, it it does. It does come become because you got to worry about lighting and. Uh, videographer and all and the different things the artist, to want, get you know, it done. And, and, and it'd be, you know, it also causes room for time change because, you know, especially like artists want to look good, they want to get their hair done, their makeup done, their outfit. It, 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 oh, yeah. I get it. It becomes a thing. And it's going to be costly for me because I got to have a different outfit every, right, every guest, host, different shoes, different everything. Oh, my God. On point. On point, baby. Can't No slacking. New everything. But that's what. I want a new DJ every time. Honestly, but- I love Joe Budden's podcast. I love how he's just like in his slippers and socks and sweats. Like he's so careless about it. I love. I yes. do love that. Yeah, he careless. Um. Yes, I know that eventually it'll you know grow into something bigger because it's just something. It just kind of sparked. You know, I was doing it just by myself. I have an artist on every now and again, but. Recently, I decided I'm going to interview a bunch of artists because I know so many people. Like you mentioned earlier, I've lived so many places. And, you know, I went to college in Atlanta at the Art Institute in Atlanta. So I met people there. I went to the Art Institute in San Diego. (laughs) I went to Full Sail. I've lived in Florida, Alabama, Kentucky, now California, Georgia. Like, I've been everywhere. met so many people and most of everybody are artists. I've never been to Georgia Never in my life. <laughs> Whew, it's uh, interesting. It's like Atlanta is not like the rest of Georgia, but it's still like issues yeah. there. But it's like I love it because our people are there, and it's like you see black success. Yeah, you like, do. One you on see one, it firsthand, like, yeah, close and personal. Like, oh my god! Like you just walk into anywhere, and it's just black success every freaking where. I love it. But at the same time, you got a lot of racist type of people down there. So you just got to be careful. And they're not really open-minded down there. Everything's still a problem. Gay is still a problem. Weed is still a problem. Everything that is not a problem anywhere else is such a problem you know, it's down so funny there. You because I remember in New York, like my, my mom's best friend, our Aunt Dee, she was transgender. And I didn't know that back then. Like, no one made it a big, even like back then, like, no one made it a deal. It was like, oh, that's Aunt Dee. Like, you know, like it wasn't, a, and no one made mm. it a, a deal back then, you know? Wow. Right. I remember, I, I, like, I old, I was like, well, damn, well, Didi's been taking care of us through the kids, and she ain't never violate us or touch us inappropriate. You know, like, none of that. Like, no one made it a big deal. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's different. It's different growing up down there, like, they are, like, as far as, like, my family, my family's, you know, very open to, 
you know, life and they've been places and stuff like that. But it's some people down there, they still got the judgmental and the Christian values and all of that. And, you know, teachers are the ones doing all the motherfucking sending and hurting and fucking and sucking and sleeping and sneaking. Uh, oh, yeah, they doing it. They doing it big. They doing it big. A lot of babies out of wedlock and all kind of stuff. <laughs> But we they we get you know we so have to hear all of that down there still. Like he like came he was in New York and he said something it was like some random shit. He was like he was like, he was making it very good. He was like he's like oh yeah I, you're like, like he was homophobic he didn't agree with that whatever. And then I I said well you know bro let me mm-hmm. just break it down to you. Being that you're a grown man and you are so concerned about what another <laughs> grown man is doing with his private parts, that's kind of gay. Mm. Just so yeah, clear. <laughs> that that definitely says a lot about so me, and I keep telling people that. Like, like, I don't know why that 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 that, that hurts you so much. I don't know. So I said that recently on Twitter because I saw somebody I went to high school with. He was like so like upset about Dwayne Wade, and he was just like, I don't want to see it on my child. And I'm like, what is going on with you? What are you dealing well, with? First sir? of all, there there's now a little girl. First of all, bitch, my father's the one way I can I'm do whatever the fuck I want too. Period. Okay. <laughs> anyway, right. Facts. Like I'm gonna give me a purple wig right. on that, you, hoes. Girls growing up in a different type of environment. Okay. Let's be very clear. Right. Mind y'all busy. Let's be very clear. That little girl's not gonna want for nothing for the rest of her fucking life. One and two. I think <laughs> that as a father, you know, it's about just being. And I think the people, the misconception is that you're letting your child be gay. No. He's letting his child express his or herself, however they see that. And that's the problem mm-hmm. with the black community. You always want to control people and guide their way of thinking. That's, yeah. not, that's not fucking fair. I hate that. That is so, that's right. so ignorant. They want to guide, they want to control your every little thing, and then they don't even be having it together. It's like, allow me to live my own life and be my own self. That's what I love the most about Dwayne Wade embracing this child because, like, a lot of people need to watch that right. and learn. Like, but who, right. So, you, so, so you many said, people then discourage their children. So, so I said to some of my friends about that. So, so if your child somebody says that you're you're going, you're going to completely disown them. Like, they, 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 there's no you're going to look at them while they're their child. You're the parent. You should be sure. protecting them more than any other fucking person on this earth. The kind that comes with the job. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. And even when like Boozy talking about son, oh yeah, I get my son processed. Like, bro, that's that's sexual abuse. Like, you should go to jail for that shit. Like, that's uh, yeah, sexual abuse. That's weird. Yeah. That's I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't. Care. He bragging about it. Like, no, yeah, sir. I don't care. And, and yeah, your son might grow up to be heterosexual. That's fine. But you don't know that's traumatizing. And I and I, and I say this. I think yeah, a it lot is of traumatizing. The, time, the parents are realizing that. Adults were like, I'm like, y'all be putting sexuality on kids before they even understand what that is. You chopping up a little bit. Um, Your voice chopping up a little no, bit. I was saying that with a lot of the, um, the parents. I'm like, they're saying like, you got to put sexuality on the kid before they even. Yeah, man. Hopefully y'all enjoyed the interview. Thank you for anybody that listened to that entire interview. Big ups to you. You the real MVP. You the real mm-hmm. motherfucking MVP. I really appreciate you, man. Hey. It ain't nothing but love. I appreciate you, D-Cobb, for stopping through to the Get to Know Me podcast and giving us so much of your time, getting personal, grinding it out with us. Like, that ain't nothing but big love right there. It don't get no better. 
Um, hopefully, you know, we can do some things in the future. If you need anything from me, let me know. How can I be a service to you? You know what I'm saying? Keep me in the loop so that I can continue to support you. And, uh, you know, next time when I'm in LA, definitely got to give you a heads up, you know, before I touch down a day or two before I get there and let you know that I'm going to be in town and hopefully we can do something. I'm sporadic as fuck. Sometimes I slide up there and don't even know I'm about to slide up there. So <laughs> it might be one of them times, but I don't like surprises and I know you don't, you're a target so you probably don't like surprises either so i'll do my best to give you a heads up man but i might be up there one time and you might be like you were here and you ain't tell me i'll be like well you said give you a heads up and i just came for like you no know, two three hours and i'm back and they go <laughs> i do that type of shit all the time but i really enjoyed you you are just a wonderful wonderful treat like i, I just enjoyed everything about you and um you're a great artist and um you know, you're doing something different. You're paving a way too. Hope you know that. So keep paving that way. Keep shining bright. Keep being an amazing artist and a great friend and a good person just in general. Uh, the sky is not the limit. <laughs> the sky is not the limit. You can go beyond that. You can go even further than that. And uh, I respect it. And I'm down with the team. So let me know how I can support. Now, because um, I played all of your songs and we at the end of the show, I like to play a song to end out the show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just run your song back. How about that? My favorite one is uh, Fuck It Up. Don't Stop Fuck It Up. So we're going to play that one more time. My name is Busy Bad Boy. Make sure y'all follow me at B-I-Z-Z-Y-B-A-L-B-O-A on all platforms. Uh, I have an EP out, Disturb Tranquility. Please go and stream that, uh, you know, run the numbers up. Anything that y'all can do to support me, I would appreciate it. I have a clothing line, LFTDE, Live Full and Die Empty. So you can go to LFTDE.BigCartel.com and support me by, you know, making some purchases. I'm also working with Amazing Art of Healing, uh, which is a healing center out here in San Diego. Uh, we help. Our mission pretty much is uh, to provide a healing center for those that are suffering or have suffered or have loved ones that have lost uh, lost the cancer, you know, which offers an alternative healing practice using mind, body, and spirit to facilitate health, um, reduce stress, you know, create well-being and personal growth, you know, things like that, man. We're just trying to help, help people just have a, another option, you know, it's, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the D-Cobb Show. I want to introduce y'all to my friends. Are you ready to be entertained? Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Fuck it up.
she fly guy and I'm back again. I got a whole new side, yeah, I came to win. People know me as a mannequin, so I'ma go level up like I'm playing with Ken. Crossing in my lane, damn, that's a sin. Trying to stop the kid back, it's not happening. Money making moves so fucking thin, you gon' stay out of the fire while I be at the tent. I should be popping and see if they be knocking it. Just stay rocking, they know I be popping. I do my best to abide by the law. If you get out of the whack, I'ma come break your jaw. I let you have you, don't want to static. My squad was ready, they jump on the matting. They cannot tame me, I'm fucking dramatic, and you cannot handle the heat of the madness. I'm such a savage, I gotta have it. Looking so damn good, huh? That's such a habit. Damn, I'm a savage. See, I'm an addict. It's feeling so good, yo. They gotta have it. I do what I do, so you gotta do you. Yeah, the people be calling for me to come through. Dancing and singing, this body be banging. My dress, they be hanging, I'm so entertaining. I fucked it up, and I gotta be flexing. My band likes it, but shorty can't get enough. You cannot see me, I can't be touched. It's Janet Jackson, they miss me much. I told y'all we about to give it to ya, baby. Stay on my shit. I am the new new. Fuck did you think? Mess with the click. Boys, you brave. I'm about the money, leave you in the grave. I'm about the fame, leave you in the dirt. Talk to me nice, so your feelings get hurt. Baiting you cats while I'm racking it up. Go ahead, little thing, go fuck it up. Keeping it rocking with the beat, it's knocking. I'm whipping sequel for I'm up like a rocket. You cannot stop it. Verse over top it. Pass me the sugar, cause I keep it pop. DD call, lay it down, I'll take you in. Throw off my hustle, I'm here for the win. Ask for the kid, they be like, who you? If I were you, I'd ask for me too. Rock, rock, talk your shit. Don't stop moving, cause I'm killing it. Who the fuck did you think you are? Keep me lit, cause I'm I'm that star, you and them and all your friends Out on the floor, we battling Keeping it real, it's happening Check my skill, I'm captain You know we dropping it, tweaking it, follow it All of you haters can keep it and swallow it Looking like money, they wishing they chartle it So cold, they wanna bottle it Icing them right, fuck what you think Pass me the raw, put it in ink Money do build, vibe like I do Pass me the bottle, I'm keeping it true Fuck it up, level up Niggas hate me, but they can't get enough Jacking, my movements I'm the teacher in my lane, you a student They real appreciate how I do it And you big mad, big, big mad I just focus on myself why you dick ride? And that's real sad, real, real sad Elevated from a gun to a sunflower I turn my struggles into power Now they really can't stop what I got coming Proving they say it's wrong and not running I embrace me and everything I am Not just living my best life for the gram Beauty B E double L A I'ma show them that my grind really paid Where my queens at? Where the kings at? You ain't fucking with us, gotta know that At least only nigga, I ain't for everybody I'm a private event and you a local party Don't stop, just pop that, pop that I just do me and they watch that, watch that What I want, I cop that, cop that When my man hit it up, I just bust back Almost there, no time to slack Headed to the finish line like I run track Oh, when I want a fresh pair of kicks Yeah, it's me, I'm that bitch Oh, it's me, bitches like I'm Swiss Back to the future, no reminisce They love when I do it like this So effortless, they don't qualify for a diss Nigga, I told y'all we had y'all Thank you for coming to the show